So at that time, you listened to you guys would listen to U two and stuff like that for inspiration. Remember, I I always was a fan. I was yeah. a fan long, long before they were even a radio band or anything. I, I my ex girlfriend Michelle turned me on to them. Used to make mixtapes and would yeah. put all this great music. And I, I I think I told you like the first time I'd heard the name U two, I thought they were like. A, it's just a Duran Duran kind of band. Yeah. I just thought the name was kind of silly, so I thought, no, they're in that whole new romantic British shit. I don't want to yeah. hear any more of. And I was just, <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I love a lot of that stuff. I love The Cure. I love The Smiths, but yeah. I just was like, you know, I, I there's too much of this stuff now. You know, we need guitar. And then I heard you too, and it's like guitar and crazy totally. great guitar, and great so guitar. unique, and the voice and the playing and the songs and the lyrics and everything. Even just the covers blew my yeah. mind. And those first, I, I up until pretty much, I I got off. Uh, Joshua Tree was kind of where I got off. And yeah. after the movie came out, I saw the movie and I was just like, okay, I'm done. Rather than hum, yeah. yeah. I'd seen him in the stadium that on that on the Joshua Tree tour and they were great, but it was just something was missing. And I'd seen a couple shows where they were just it was smaller places and I couldn't even believe how amazing that band was. It was totally. like the bad brains. There's something that yeah. I can't even explain happened. And so I was just like yeah, I'm done. But yeah, we were just, we were, I wanted to, I wanted to, so I was disillusioned a little bit with just punk rock and hardcore. I loved it, but I was t- done with it. Seven seconds, I didn't, if Steve and Troy were leaving and we were having all this stuff, I'm like, maybe it doesn't, it's not working. So I started writing this stuff that I thought would be for another band. Yeah. And I, in my mind, it was like as equally as, as inspired by bands like Husker Du and R.E.M. as it was U2. I mm-hmm. didn't notice, I didn't even notice that my voice i was singing more yeah. which i could always do i just didn't in yeah punk rock. it's interesting and so I, I was just you know the influences were coming out and i didn't really pay that much attention because it wasn't like something that i knew i didn't have my a grasp of what i wanted to do with it yeah and then we would just introduce it, it, it i'd introduce some of the stuff at practice or they'd hear it and they'd go let's try that song i'm like oh, all right so a lot of that material was the stuff that ended up like the uh, the inside yeah and opinion of feelings those songs were and here's the funny thing. I still thought that stuff was just punk. I was like, yeah, it's just melodic punk. I did, uh, me too, man. I, I didn't really go... Like, people, they'll say like, you know, you guys change. You guys kind of turned into this... You got, you got, you guys stopped being punk for a while. I'm like, I, you have to understand, we didn't have it in our heads that we were stopping being punk. Yeah. Like, we just thought we were doing another vein of hardcore punk rock. Yeah, and, totally. And, and, and it was naive, but I, I did think, Hey, you know, we're we're doing what we want to do and stuff, and and once the band loved it, I was like, well, fuck if we all love this, let's just fuck it. We'll be seven seconds. Yeah, (laughs) and it it it, it, in a way it was like perfect timing because again the shows were the the most violent that we've seen, and we just I, I got tired of just playing these fast melodic songs and and having to like play about 15 seconds of it and then stopping and saying oh please guys stop fighting this is bullshit you know this is not a soundtrack for violence this is not a soundtrack of violence and and stuff so yeah yeah. so everything was just like focused on let's just do let's just go different i'm not not even i don't think we never talked about it i don't even know there, there was never any thought you know even putting the set list together we were still putting in like you know that we're t- still keeping trust in there, yeah. and, you know. But it just was like I we still were, believe it was, it was a lot of fast yeah, songs. Yeah, we still try to do. Yeah, new wind was a fast song. Yeah. So everything was just weird, and and uh, and the re- response was immediate and swift. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I remember a couple shows where kids were crying in the front row, like That's crazy. just bummed, like like saying, going like, no, no, like you're ruining everything. Damn. Max and rock and roll fucking dismissed us. Yeah, and, because they love you guys like they're. Post-divorce. We were friends, literally friends with Martin and Tim, you know, and I remember Tim just talking to me and just 
I just dismissing the whole thing. Like he couldn't understand. Like he didn't like that we were touring and trying to make it a full time thing. He he always told me anyway that he thought that bands should always every band member should always have a, a job. Like and go out and do it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's you talking. You don't. You live in this house. You're do you you you're not going out and doing it. You don't know what it takes. And he's like, no, no, that's just bullshit. That's just you're trying to you know. And and I, I get what where he's coming from. I just didn't agree with it. And, and yeah. we just had a falling. Out. I, I, I regret that because we never got to. We never had a nice way of. I, I never got to s- talk to him and tell him how much I appreciate him before he died. And I did. Yeah. I respect him. I mean, he fucking Max Rock and Roll and Gilman. You know, those are two huge things that he that he gifted the the yeah, community. You know, for sure. I mean, you, you know, he's a, he was an amazing person. I just it kills me that I never got to make peace with him. Really, you know, and it wasn't anything heavy. What year did he pass away? Do you remember? Was it? I don't remember. It, it was. I I heard about it long after, and he we hadn't been in touch. His the last words I had. We we were staying at Max Rock and Roll, and we weren't even playing. Uh, my girlfriend and I and Jason, some friends of ours, we we stayed at Max and Rock and Roll. We were going to see REM at the Oakland Coliseum, and then the next night, U two at the Oakland Stadium. Sick. And I was wearing an REM T shirt, and he just gave me shit. He was like, "Why are you wearing that?" And, da, 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 da. and I was like, "Damn, why do you care? Why, yeah. why do you care what I, you know?" Like it's major label bullshit, and I was uh, like, "Ramones Six was wrong," you know, like the exactly. whole argument crashed too. Yeah, and just just it just was stupid. And I and I I was just like, I don't want to have this conversation, you know, like what year was that? Eighty. That would have been eighty seven. Because that was like DC had like Soul Side, Dag Nasty, yeah. Swizz, Marginal Man, Government Issue, all those bands who had melody too. They did, but you know time. the difference with the, those bands is they still recorded it in your ear and they still had that yeah. raw feel. We we went into we were recording at a couple different studios. Yeah, uh, we went to Radio to- like the stuff that we recorded with Ian still has that DC feel. But then we recorded Radio Tokyo here in LA or Venice. And it was just, you know, it's, I think the Minutemen recorded their Jane's Addiction recorded. Sure. And it was like a different thing. You know, we the guy was messing with the reverb. I, I didn't have confidence in the studio at the time. Like, now I know what I'm doing, whereas then I wouldn't even think about touching the, the a fader, you know? Like, I was yeah. like... I didn't have the confidence. I didn't know how to communicate with an engineer. You know, I was intimidated. So I would, a lot of times I'd hear something and just go, uh, are you sure you want, okay. You know, like I wouldn't say anything. Mm. And and none of the other guys cared that much. Like for me, it was like, I was always a, a producer in waiting. Like I always wanted to be more a part of the process. I yeah. just didn't know the technical shit. Yeah. And, so that that was kind of a bummer. I would love to remix. Like I love New End, but I wish we could remix it. I wish we, we could should do that sometime. <laughs> on anniversary, like I don't know how many years. I it know, is. right? That's a thing. I we miss all of those. Like I, I watch, <laughs> I watch you guys and Bouncing. All these bands remember. I'm like, fuck, we blew the fucking you know the fucking crew oh, anniversary. So many different anniversaries. Yeah, yeah, you know, like when you're when you're almost forty as a band, it's like holy <laughs> shit. We you know we have too many of them. But yeah, it's just the whole thing is just like. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a big crazy transitional period because band members were starting to have kids and start families. Yeah. You know, I was going through a just an intense, loving, crazy relationship that yeah. I'd never really experienced before, and it, life was changing. You know, like Reno had changed. We, you know, we didn't ever think we were going to be a band with that people gave a shit about. Yeah, and so that was you know being in your twenties and trying to f- deal with having people tell you your lyrics mean like you don't know they saved my life. The, you have no idea what no, to even man. fucking think about that. Like no. my first thought is like, oh, shut up, you know, fuck you, stop fucking around. And then, and then when you realize they're serious, you're like, why? You know, like, don't you even understand how fucked up I am? And like, yeah. uh, this is why I'm even 
I'm trying to find my shit. I'm trying to find my yeah. who I am and and just reaching out and saying this stuff because I'm not sure wh- what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I have no idea. And 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 it was weird to have early on have people tell you, you know, you're a legend, you're this or that. And you're like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you know, like it just it, you don't get it until you're, you know. I some I take that back. I think bands there are probably bands now that get it immediately. They're 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 way more savvy. And they learned how to become band members quickly. I, we didn't mm. have a way to learn how to become band members yeah. or influential or yeah. or seen voices. Like we didn't yeah. know what that. You just be just friends making music together. That's it. And and just happy that anybody gave a shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. But but how, but how does a song like "Man Enough to Care" come? Because you didn't grow up with a dad. Um, and, and for me, I didn't have a dad. So I don't know why that song fucked me so hard. I used to cry listening to no. it. I just don't know. Like, and, and it was about like a dad being so macho and like your kid can't be gay, your kid had to play sports, and he'd be like this macho kind of manly thing. It was yeah. just uh, what inspired that. That was that. Uh, two things. Steve was a father for the first time. We Got had you. a conversation, and he was saying. I don't want to. I don't want to raise my kid to feel like I don't. I don't want to. He. He was. He was. He like wondering. He's questioning openly. I don't yeah. know if I can handle this. Like I don't. I don't want to raise a son to be just this macho cunt. You know. Like yeah. I don't want. And then the other thing was just having friends whose dads, uh, punk rock cool kids, whose dads yeah. were just dicks. Yeah. And I didn't know my dad very well, so you know, I could. I it wasn't from a personal experience, but I. Did, yeah. I had a feeling. I was watching all these kids that were just like, they were. Conf- so conflicted because they were in this little subculture where it was okay. Guys were wearing mascara. And, totally. You know, d- there were guys that were looking, they looked female. And, you know, we, I mean, one of the early, early on in the Reno punk scene is that we all hung out at this, this, uh, there was a gay club called the shoot. They would let us come in there. They, I, totally illegal. I mean, yeah. we, kids weren't supposed to be in the bar. They would let us bring our records and let the DJs play punk records. And we'd oh, listen sure. to well, Here's generation X. And they play. Yeah. And they'd even, some of the kids that drank would could drink. We realize now that they were just like, Oh, look, it's a bunch of freaks. And you know, there were probably a, guys that were going, Oh, that cute. Yeah. He's cute. But we were just happy that there was a, a scene that would accept us. And they were nice, and they were funny, and and totally. and, and, and interesting. So, a, a whole group of us just learned how to not give a shit about, not be hung up about that. And and yeah. I'm, I, I don't know why, but I'm just so happy that I I got to be a part of that because it just shifted. I mean, it it it, it sculpted the way I became as an adult. Yeah, and I think had I you know. Like, had I ever thought of, of wanting to be a dad, I I would have been... It would be tough, like I know just talking with you and talking to my friends that have kids, mm-hmm. but that that situation, like the idea of having to explain to your kid, oh, well, so, you know, gay, you know, like th- this yeah. is what... Here's the thing and why we don't have to trip on that. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I just thought about stuff like that, and, and I thought about, like, how would I deal with this if I had to deal with this? And, yeah. And, and I... You know, there were people that questioned my sexuality. There were people that would, you know, like I remember having friends that were more rock and roll guys that like, don't you even like chicks, man? What are you, faggot? You know, yeah. I remember I got called a faggot because I bought a, a, a Kiss album at, from the record store guy. It was like, Jesus. are you a faggot? Like, he just, it was like a not a big thing. Like, you're, are, you, are you a faggot or no? Like, it was just so uh, mainstream. Like, it yeah, was. you know. And so I just, that, that kind of stuff just affected me. Like, 
I don't even know, like, what would make, why would that even make you, why would you say something like that? I know. To something you don't even know. I know. Why would you care? A kid buying a record, I know. A kid buying a record. It could totally emotionally scar you for life, for sure. Yeah, and it kind of did, but but in a good way, it just made made me say, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be that person. Well, I I loved it, and I didn't have a dad, so I didn't have a dad to know if he would have did that same thing to me. And I'm the most emotional, I'm like the most <laughs> emotional fucking emo dad you ever met. I don't pressure my son to do sports. There's no religion in our house. Yeah. He can be the, anything he wants to be. And, and maybe it's from the, those lyrics instilled in me my whole life. But the, I, I, that's my favorite song on that record. Thank I mean, you. I love the whole record. It's my fa- one of my favorite Seven Seconds albums. But for some reason, dude, like, Daddy always told you to do it like a man. Yeah. All that. I love that <laughs> shit. Well, thank you. And, and I'm going to sing it with you one day. It'll be awesome. I love it. And I, I, I love, love that, that song. I've done it a couple times acoustic. And it, it's uh, it's hard to get through. It's actually it's right? weird. I'm not. I don't get. I don't you get, get choked get, up. I don't get choked up much about any of the songs I've written. Holy but shit. that's one I have a tough time with. And it, it, I know it's because a lot of it is tied to remembering how how difficult how many questions my little brother had about being coming a dad. Mm. Like I remember just thinking. I didn't even it didn't even hit me then how deep that was until later and just watching this young kid who was barely out of his teens try to be a responsible dad. He how went out and got a job. Oh a man, he was eighteen. Like Fuck. shit. Sixty seven Okay, he might have been like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. But he was just you know, my brother was just still coming out of just like you know, uh, you know, he wasn't raised right, you know, whatever yeah. that means. He really had a tough go because he just did, you know, we, we all did the best we could to raise this kid, yeah. you know, and he's done pretty fucking good. But yeah, I just remember being really floored by that. And he, he and I had also had a kind of a falling, you know, well, Grown Apart was a song that came out exactly, of that. Exactly, yeah. We, we, had a, we had a falling out for the very first time ever. He had people in his life that were kind of, they didn't like me. You know, I was regarded as being like, oh, goody, goody, goody two shoes, and oh, yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Scene Cop. And, you know, like, it was all jealousy and stupidity because I booked their fucking bands and I, and I promoted their bands and mm-hmm. I did everything I could in, the, in our scene. But I just didn't want people coming to our shows and fucking it up. Yeah. It, it was so hard to get a haul. It was so hard to get, like, to convince, like, the press, please don't write and say that all kids are violent, you yeah. know, at shows, because it's not. If you come to our shows, it's kids fucking grabbing each other's arms and twisting yeah. you. We're, we're making up dances yeah. and we're being goofy fucking dumbasses. Yeah. Like, this is the only thing we have. We don't have anything else. We don't want to go hang out at a shopping mall for seven hours and just fucking veg. We don't want to go cruise. We want to just yeah. find something that's full of life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it just everything that anybody did that would, would just, you know, destroy, whether it's alcohol or violence, just, it, it, I took it personally. I, I yeah. just did. And I was, op- I was vocal about it, and I, I made enemies that I didn't even no I had and they immediately tried to get my brother into that they were like you know come to the dark side yeah. and it was true <laughs> it's true over the years I you know through various friends they were like oh man they hated you man they were there was like a it was like a it was like a fucking tug of war for the soul of Steve Youth you know because you actually cared about your brother and his well being I was worried about where you know I was worried about how hard he was trying to just be a man and trying to live his life and yeah. and fighting you know he, he just told me then and he goes dude I didn't even drink i didn't even drink until i was 24 years old you know 20 mm. like that's a late start you know totally and it's true he didn't yeah. he did, wasn't he didn't have any interest in it but all of a sudden these older fucking assholes were just like come on steve youth you're our friend and you know there was a little there was a little cloud in that because you know we're seven seconds were the only thing in reno at the time and they just thought that they won they you know this this group of shitty fucking hateful punk rockers thought that they 
that they won the war that didn't exist, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? And meanwhile, you know, I'm calling him and going over there trying to, you know, knock on his door to make sure he's okay. And, and you know, he, he was, I was his big brother. He didn't want to hear that at that point. Yeah. He's like, yeah, stay out of my life. You know, I'm not under your shadow anymore. And it's like, yeah. I got it. It hurt, it hurt me to no end, but I got it. And I, I just had to suck it up. I had to fucking. Mm-hmm. And so everything came out in writing, writing and art. It was just all, that's all I got. If I bitch about it and talk shit, it's just going to get back and make it worse. I don't want to do that. I just want to turn it into something like, like I want to embrace whatever artist I am and just turn it all into that. And that way it's at least yeah. I'm, I'm creating something, you know? Do you feel like some of those lyrics are on new and with like some of your most personal lyrics? Oh, maybe? absolutely. Yeah. Those, that, that's a record that I can't listen to for a number of reasons. One, I hate the production, but two, mm-hmm. I love those songs so deeply and they mean that that's one of the most meaningful records we've made because of, I agree. it was just a transitional record in totally. every way. Like for us, like, to even again, we were becoming this name in our little underground scene. We we didn't understand any of it. Like it's yeah. different now. Bands have a people have a better understanding of like what it means to be in a big name band. We you know back then we were fighting. We didn't want to be a big name band because that's rock star shit. Like yeah. you know, but and and we weren't a big name band. Mm-hmm. But in our scene, it was starting to yeah, there was a buzz. Sure. And and you know when you're young, you just you you go a little nuts with that shit. Either you're like, hey man, I'm fuck, I'm the shit. Yeah. Or you just kind of run from it. And I was kind of going back and forth with it, to be honest with you. Like, I just, being the guy that writes the lyrics, and I was was always the spokes, I was always doing the interviews. Everybody would come to me asking me questions, and I, and I, I was trying to, speak on behalf of us knowing of all this turmoil that was going on yeah. and, you know and even in my own life like you know if you listen to like songs like soul to keep all Love of that, that stuff was written directly about a night where i was breaking down on the phone long distance mm-hmm. trying to save a relationship yes. knowing that it was done 4 a.m in texas yeah 4 a.m in texas yeah. pretty much uh <laughs> you know there's a song uh, copper ledge which is copper just ledge, about yeah. me basically saying goodbye to my, my life in Reno, Copper Ledge was a restaurant I worked at in Reno and, and just looking down, I, I looked down, I would work up there and I looked down at all these old people playing, just slots playing slots shit, all yeah. day long. They'd spend eight hours on my shift. They'd just sit there and be the same old woman drinking, smoking. Damn. And, and I just remember thinking, this is like, this is, if there's hell, this is hell right here. I'm <laughs> so just, I'm, crazy. I'm looking down at what is hell. Like, like yeah. the, and it just, de- it depressed me because I couldn't get out of Reno and I didn't want to leave Reno. Reno yeah. was my home, but I couldn't stay. And it was just like, everything was just, it was like a tug of war, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm surprised I didn't start drinking, you know, that would have been the easy way to go. <laughs> you, so like, you pretty sober mostly? I mean, you're, you never claim, never claim straight edge though, really, no, did you? No, no, but I was. I, I, I tried it when I was ki- a kid and yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I was always for legalization of marijuana. Uh-huh. I never had a problem with it. I just don't, it's not, it's, you know, it's never, I just tried it all and it yeah. never, I tried it at a young age and, and, and it didn't, produce any cool results like had i gotten high and it was just the greatest thing in the world i might have you know but it was always a bummer i was paranoid and 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 drinking wise i learned early on that because i was one of the few people that had a driver's license i would end up driving all my drunk friends home from parties and and so i indirectly became the guy that like i i I thought i should call you because you told me driver. yeah but you know and and i you know i didn't mind because I felt like, fuck, you know, uh, we lost friends to alcohol. Totally. Our guitar player, Ron, died in a car accident because yeah. he was drunk and, you know. So it's like, just 
you know, I didn't mind that much. And I was already like seen fucking dad in a way, you know, mm-hmm. like it was like people already expected that. So like I might as well play the role. Guy. And they're just, yeah, just like yeah. maybe if nothing else, so maybe it'll just keep, it'll make people think like, well, at least there's somebody to call, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't because I was a good guy. It was just because it, we, I, we, we had a scene that I loved so much and I, we couldn't afford to lose anybody, you know, like I didn't want to yeah. see young lives extinguished because, of that stupid shit, you know, like yeah. it just didn't, it, yeah, whatever. So, you know, <laughs> but so you're on the, you're on the new wind tour and you start play, going to the shows. The kids are crying at the shows. They're so, <laughs> but they're so bummed about this new record and yeah, everybody hated How could it. you do this to us? Everybody, the, but you didn't go to the East Coast yet. Yes, it was. It, it wasn't <clears> until we got to the East Coast where we saw we now uh, Chicago from Chicago okay. eastward. We started seeing signs of life. Like <laughs> wait, signs of life. Wait, kids are digging it. They're singing the lyrics to these yeah. songs. And um, and then the deeper we got to the East Coast, City Gardens was a revelation because we were a, a house band there for a while. Randy a booked great, us there, and they were massive shows. You remember that time? That was shows. like every show was great. But we were lucky, man. We were one of the headlining bands, and every time we came to it, it was a very fun, special thing. And and even CBs, man, at the at the at the height of, I remember we played. It was the craziest show ever. We played with Chrome Mags, GBH, and Toxic Reasons at the Damn. Ritz. And I remember just thinking we should not be on this show. Like we'd already seen the backlash, and I'm like. Chrome Magazine are just going to eat us for breakfast. Like, they're just going to fuck it. They yeah. must hate us, you know? And and just feeling kind of scared and thinking like, fuck, everybody else has kind of fucking said, f- turn their back on us, you know? We were like, in all the key places, we'd always did good. And there wasn't really, we didn't have a lot of people on, you know, at that point, vocally rooting us on. It was like, what are you guys doing kind of thing? And so we were like, this probably is the last tour where nobody's, you know, we're not going to survive this, but yeah, we got to <laughs> New York and we played the, and it was, it was, it was such a great fucking show. Roger was, Roger was actually working security that day. He was oh, right in front shit. of me and the Chromex. I remember John came up and said, uh, I didn't, I had never met John. I had met Harley years behind yeah. and he goes, you know, man, brother, you know, like he yeah, took his hand. He's like, you know, I love what you're doing. I was like, oh, that's fucking great man you know at least it's good to know that you know these new york guys they are, did, yeah we love the records well there, yeah. fuck later on you know just touring with sick of it all and touring yeah. with some of these guys everybody's like you know my favorite record is like soul for you know i'm like what ourselves, you know all that ourselves shit, yeah. yeah so you know you did, but we didn't learn that stuff till later and yeah. meanwhile there was this new slew of fans that that were younger that didn't necessarily care about skins brains and guts and all that yeah. stuff who got into us at that era and uh who fucking loved that stuff went yeah. nuts for it and really tapped in it tapped into something to them and they really related to it and um we just started getting all of a sudden we, i got home and there was all this fucking letters people were like man i love you know it just it's it really hit me so deeply and you know i was awesome, crying man. and and then we're like th- th- obviously it's before emo was a th- like sort of a thing but i was like like what are we like an emo band out of DC? You know, like I didn't yeah. really know what you know, like how to take it or whatever. Summer of Love, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah Revol- Revolution Summer. Summer. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was just well, that was yeah, because all of that stuff was kind of happening in these pockets, and everybody was kind of doing. There was a shift. Like some bands were going in this funk direction or going metal, and then funk, there was right. these other bands that were kind of just doing this melodic, crazy, weird shit. And uh, I, I think we all just, I've talked to everybody from Soulside Guys, Dagnass, King Faye, everybody was like, eh, we, we just thought it was just an extension of punk rock. And it was, it yeah, was, whether dude. you like it or not, you know, the, the, the guy in the leather jacket with the studs might not agree, but it, that's really what it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, we learned from 
are the, the bands that we, uh, you know, Minutemen, Big Boat, all these bands that were doing all this, they were testing shit out and trying new things. Yeah. They were as punk as it got, you know? And, totally. And you can't not say that, you know? Yeah. So, so after that, Praise came out, right? Praise came out in 87. That was before ourselves. Yeah. And that yeah. was, a, we were on tour and recorded in Minneapolis and it was kind of a, kind of a quickly, and not kind of, it was that we had one day to do it. My voice was shot, tour just destroyed and we had played the night before at, at uh, Fifth or First Avenue, and it, we had no business going in the studio and trying to record. But I love that, right? That, it was Thank an EP you. or seven, it's an EP or something, right? Yeah, it was a. And that was almost way, almost another level from New End, too. That was getting into the ourselves realm, that's right. It was yeah, more. Steve was out of the band for a while, and our friend Joe came out with us, and, and uh, it, it was the most. We, we was really musical. Like yeah. Bobby was playing some crazy shit, but he was playing through effects, which really, we really never did a lot of. And it was just, a, again, another transitional thing, you know, that just we just were doing, uh, you know. I don't know. Experimental was, shit. Yeah, just Praise. playing stuff. At, yeah, I love it. What was the other song on there? Uh, Fighting Night for Freedom. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, catching, which was a really pop, was at that point, that became a real stable in the life. Yeah, catching set. was really great. Um, we, I mean, it, it, I love that stuff, and and that was the first um, we did. Uh, we did that all on Positive Force. I didn't. That's right. We didn't do. We weren't on B Way or anything. That's right. um, so it really wasn't a great distributed record. We did it. You was know, that Mark from DC? Is that his label? Positive Force? No, that was my label. Oh, okay, I started okay. Positive Force, and then Mark just turned it into something totally gotcha, different. Gotcha, it, gotcha, it, gotcha. Initially, Positive Force started... Uh, I started. Po- we started Positive Force in Reno as an uh, a organization. Like cool. we, we did shows and food drives, and yeah. we did benefits. And then um, some kids in Vegas wrote me and said, we want to start a Positive Force in... Chapter in, there, in, yeah. yeah. So then it kind of... There, there was one in Chicago, D.C. D.C. was the one that stuck. Mark was yeah. so dedicated, and it's he awesome. just took it to a whole He's different level. Too, yeah, He's man. great. Mark is awesome. I mean, Mark did what I would have loved to have done if I would have been smarter and more determined. Like he, he took it to that level, and he was also look DC again. DC is such a beautiful, amazing scene. You know, like yeah. a, you know, think of what has happened just in terms of activism, music. I mean, it's again, you can't fuck with that shit. You know, you can't. You know, but yeah. So uh, we put that on positive force, and then. I mean, the whole time we were just touring so much. Yeah, we just tour, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and Steve came back, and uh, Troy was Bobby stayed, <laughs> and then uh, ourselves. I think we had a little bit of a break. Well, yeah, I think so. a little. No, well, we signed with Restless Records, which was a big deal because we'd been at that point we were starting to get uh, courted by major labels like. Wow. Warner Brothers and somebody at Geffen was coming out to Reno. People were coming to Reno to take us out to dinner. And we, were, we were going for the free dinner. We didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> but at that point also, I was like, no, I don't, I didn't know what to do with this. Cause I'm like, I don't even know if we're a punk band. Are we a hardcore band? Are we, are, you know, do, and so I was like saying, let's just listen to these people. Maybe if they, if, if they love us and they want to do something with us yep. and we believe that, then maybe this is what we should do because the BYO thing was starting to kind of, Peter out. They did a great job, but it was the things, you know, just, it was starting to, we were going, growing apart a little yeah. bit. And, um, we didn't have any other options. There, there weren't like any, I think Epitaph was happening, but they were, Epitaph hadn't started really signing bands like they did. Yeah. And so there wasn't, we didn't have any other options. And so Restless were just, we knew the woman, the A&R woman, we knew her from Sacramento. She was a DJ in Davis and she always came to every show and just loved us. And she said, look, I'm in a position I can sign bands. Damn. I'd love to have you guys. And we have money behind us and, and we think you guys sh- should 
it's like the next level for you guys. And we we're like, fuck, yeah, why not? You know, I mean, awesome, we, so we that we did Restless and and ourselves came out and was was uh it was pretty well received it got good reviews and in, in zines that at the time there was what they used to call college radio yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and so we got a lot some pretty decent college radio and and in some press which we never really got a lot of and, yeah. and, and it was a different thing like we were learning yeah. we didn't understand the first time we ever had a manager which was weird um but we thought, well, let's just give it a try. We talk shit on all of this, and we was don't. Mother's even... Day on there too. Mother's sister. Day, sister was on yeah. it. Mother's Day, Mother's Day was on. I can yeah. sympathize. Yeah, uh, I can. Sim- no, I yeah. can sympathize. Was so, on so force. So <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. at that point, kids are probably like, "Oh shit, we're not getting our old seven seconds back." Yeah. Like this is it. This is a new. This is a new seven seconds. I think, and new fans jumped on board. Yeah. And they were down with us, but yeah. the old fans were kind of. We kind of lost them a little bit. Uh, a lot. It was kind of like a perceived, and and we'd only know that when we go to to the, the draw was still. We still were drawing people, which was great. We we're still headlining big clubs and packing them, but it was just like a sense of like people weren't like. The energy was different. Like people were now just watching us a little bit, which was strange. Were you bummed? Did it bum you out? Yeah, yeah. We, we all we wanted was just people, kids on stage and singing along with us. That's all yeah. we. That's all we. That we built ourselves yeah. on that. So it was a whole different thing. But then it was like, fuck. Now we can just try and focus on trying to play these songs right, and we can sing, and we can, you know, yeah. and we don't have kids that are fucking jamming their elbow and I'm like fucking nuts, and you know, like True. it's like there's it, there was some a bit of a little break in a way, and and I, I I'm not gonna say I liked it, but it it was a nice it, we tried it, we wanted to see what that was like, and all of a sudden we were playing venues with legitimate like promoters like. Big, yeah. bigger name promoters were 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 bidding for us to play Damn. instead of having like a little so that was it was interesting to see what was happening and and we were watching other friends of ours in other bands you know we had like that tour ourselves we went out with the circle jerks in 88 and did yeah, a yeah. co-headlining thing yeah and that was a blast i mean it was it was fun to watch them just they were they were just goofballs but they had their business was just tight you know was that circle jerks five album maybe because they had a little crossover uh, wonderful i think is okay yeah, wonderful yeah. might i know they were playing a lot of stuff off, off of that yeah and we just got along really well with them we didn't know if we would or not i we knew mm-hmm. keith but and we knew hetson but we didn't know if we'd get along and and everybody got along really well and in the even though we were doing what we were doing there they were kind of doing some metal stuff a little yeah. bit so it was a different thing but the crowds were out both bands got a lot of you know energy and um it was it was a really nice tour it was a long yeah. one it was a north america we did the whole country and canada and it was it was pretty long um we get mail we get letters in the mail like what happened to like you guys change what people were saying oh yeah 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 and le- there were letters in maxim rock and roll about it like people like oh well, let's just hope that uh some great band doesn't turn into a seven seconds and change you know like i mean but we were also <laughs> like other bands were getting dogged too like uh yeah no, uh, Green you know, Dag Nasty got shit. Yeah, I mean, for Field Day, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of shit. yeah. I even Ian got shit about Embrace, and yeah. you know, I remember kids were just like, "Fuck me, blah, blah, blah. I love Embrace so much. Of man. course, yeah, it's amazing. amazing. I fuck, too. I love Egg Hunt. I, I, love I there's Egg Hunt nothing too. really that he's, I like Pillhead. <laughs> all of it, uh, Skewbald. Skewbald, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Skewbald. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like you know, it, it just you know, every people were getting shit on from the, yeah. the punky lead, and and you know what? It wasn't that surprising. I mean, we. 
we did the same thing with bands before that, you know, yeah. like fucking solo, you know, like, I mean, maybe not this, <laughs> but you know, there were, ba- when you have a band that you think is your band and then totally. you have to share it with a bunch of other people, so it sucks. <laughs> You're not playing with 10 people in my basement anymore. Yeah. Fuck you, sellouts. Yeah, nobody wants to share their favorite bands, you know. Like, I, I, I think from, from me looking on the outside perspective as a fan of seven seconds, all the records, I thought, I thought I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I didn't see sellouts. I didn't think any of that. I love the band. I love I love the transformation. I love the, the new one, but you're like a mu- you're like a but, but real listen, music fan. Yeah, like listen, you yeah, listen to everything, and and that's yeah. rare, I think, to be honest with but you. But you, but you turn me on to you too. Oh yeah. So thank you for that, sure. and thank you, Freddie Madball, who played me Coldplay. You turned me on to Coldplay. <laughs> that's great. I no, love no, I love that more than anything. Nobody would ever think about Freddie Madball. <laughs> like we're on the Hazen Street tour. I was like, yo, bud, check this out. Yeah, that's awesome. And he gave me like parachutes or something. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> So Kevin Seconds for you too and Freddie Madball for Coldplay. <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, but people just think like you're in this hardcore band, like you only listen to hardcore. That's yeah, all you like and you have these yeah. blinders on and that's you listen to the demos all day. But it's oh, like when you man. play it and you live it, you want to listen to other shit, Bob Marley, all kinds of oh shit. Oh my like, God. We, you, you, and even to this day, we don't really, we, we stopped playing music loudly in the van. It was like, Put your headphones on, you know. But ah. but on tour, we I mean it would be fucking uh, seriously Madonna, Trouble Funk from yeah. DC, fucking uh, you know just just we uh, dude fucking what's the what were the three Banana Rama Sugar Cubes uh, dude, sh- yeah Sugar I mean it was just like a mixture of St- you know Steve brought in the more he 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 just all of a sudden went from being like this little pop kid to like metal so yeah. all of a sudden we had like Slayer in the mix and Troy was listening Troy cool. Troy loves worships the police so please the police Dope. were in there Bobby was doing I mean it was like everybody was bringing shit in there so we were influenced by all of it 100%. no matter what whether we liked it or not and i don't you know a lot of it didn't come out in our music but the stuff that did you know it's like eh, i don't i can live with it i don't have a problem with it. i was ne- I'm never ashamed of anything we did ever yeah people people talk to me like you know oh man yeah i know you guys had a t-, and like i'm embarrassed i'm like i'm not embarrassed by it. The, the only reason we never could over the the last ten years, more requests have been for that material than Hell anything. Yeah. People knew that we were going to come out. People know when they come and see us, we'll do Young Tall I Day. Da, da, da. Yeah. But when we go, when we kick in with somebody, help me scream or uh, right. you know, like something, people are like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like yeah. I, you know, I can't even believe you did it. I had to take a photo of the set list just to make sure that you know, like so. And and we even had people like, "Why don't you just do a tour where you come and do like four, do major cities and just do that?" Yeah, and do so it. and and we could have. And we probably make a shitload of money, and and you know all, but you know th- we could just never get together. It was always hard for us to get together. They live in Reno, I live in Sac. Yeah. It's not that far, but it's far enough. Yeah, and uh, just getting everybody together with everybody's commitments and shit. It just to rehearse is like a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. it, it's the hardest. The last couple tours, I would drive my van around listening to us so I could remember old lyrics. Damn. That's how. That's how I. Re- and then I go up for one or two days and rehearse with them, and then that's it. You know. Holy and shit. then the, the next week of sound checks, let's let's do. We should do praise. Or, well, not praise. We haven't done praise in years. But those are <laughs> songs. And the thing is, is those I. You know, I don't know how many times I've walked into a club at Soundcheck. They're they're setting up, and I sit in the van or do, go do something, and I come back, and they're playing do 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 do. They're playing it flawlessly. Like mm. they could still play all of that shit. They remember it, but awesome. it's I'm the weak link. I like remembering the lyrics is just like there's just so many lyrics, and yeah. you know I've always crammed so many lyrics and lines. It's just like holy fuck, man! I got it. I'd have to. I'd have to you know read for a day you know just to remember and it's not because i don't love them it's just that we we just stop playing them after a while you know like, i know so what so 
So here you are thinking new wind's going to be the end of everything, and then praise <laughs> comes out, and then the ourselves comes out, and it's this whole new thing. So it's like, uh, yeah. a, it's like a whole new band. But we didn't we didn't recognize that until yeah. really until much later, and then and then uh, and and also because promoters would go, you know, wow, like in weird places like Florida, you know, somewhere in Florida, or like yeah. Phoenix or something, they'd be like, I loved it last time. I'm like, really? This is. I don't know. So yeah, we were just. I, it was all every every tour was always there. Was, I think for the last thirty five years, we probably were like, "Fuck, this is probably where we fucked ourselves." You know, like that record probably is just gonna, you know, the Soul First Revolution. Oddly enough, amazing it record charted. Man. It charted in Billboard, which yeah. was crazy. How soon was that after ourselves? Like a year, maybe? Yeah, it was eighty nine. So uh, ninety. So it was almost two years. Yeah. yeah. 89, 90, we recorded in 89, and that was a crazy record because I was going through breakup with my, I had a long distance relationship with my That's girlfriend. That's 4 a.m. in Texas. That and so, so forth. Uh, Soul to Keep is really the, Soul the to keep main song. Right, dude. That song was like, Amazing, I wrote that. Man. My voice was shot from literally talking. I, I went, I was in the studio from 11 o'clock in the morning or daytime till almost midnight. I got back to Berkeley where I was staying. Got on the phone with my girlfriend who was living in New York on the payphone. We talked all night long. Damn. And then I had to get up the next day at 10 o'clock to go do vocals. My voice was shot. You can hear that. And I, as I'm, I played the acoustic guitar in that song, and I'm just, I was destroyed. I, I was like, I don't even know if I can do this. And I was, I told it, I'm like, we're not, I, let's not record this song. It sounded fine. It's though. just, it, it's, it's just raw emotion and just I love unedited. So much, like, it's, it's such a, it, then it was like such a I, I thought it was a mistake because I thought it was too nah. raw and I thought I was outing her too much like she didn't even know it was about her which is funny but it was like I you know I thought I'm just being way too personal here and and, and yet I wanted to just yeah, I had no other outlet to do that with you know and the guys loved it Steve you know everybody was like no it's a be- beautiful song dude you know? it was so like just a Soul to keep my soul was so nice, man. Thank you. I mean, it's I such love a it. Great song, I love. Man. I play that now. It's a part of my live acoustic set, and it just works. Yeah, I play that, you know. But yeah, there I was mean, a high. There was a high melody too in there. Soul to keep my guy. Can you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, Matt Skiba, uh, his version of that song. Oh, that's right. Made me appreciate that song. That's right. Dude. I heard it and I told him, I said, dude, I, I, if I could have, if we could have recorded it the way you made it sound, <laughs> I would, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. He, it, he just did it in such a way, but in, and yet he was, it was very respectful and he kept yeah. it, he know it's the song. So brilliant. And, and I, I love his version of that song. I just, I, I think he just did an amazing job. But yeah. That was pure emotion for sure. It's great. Great. I mean, just tapped into that thing. So that, so that, that record charted, huh? Yeah. Not super high. I think it got to like, 91 or nine, I don't know it wasn't high it's but it stayed in for like 13 yeah. weeks which was yeah. and we didn't even know what that meant like we were like going so what does that mean does it mean we made a million dollars you know like we yeah. were like do we make a fucking load of money do we do you know but it, it was just <laughs> you know it didn't mean that much I mean it sold that record sold alright but it was just uh, it, it got us interest from all of a sudden we started getting asked by other bands to be support like mm. uh, we got offered a big audio dynamite like southern date uh, like nine shows holy shit fucking new model army we did we did those shows we didn't do wow. the big audio that fell through they they canceled but there were like a couple of, we, all of a sudden we were like getting offers from bands to come have us come out with them and stuff which had never happened at, you know holy outside of punk rock and so then we were like well shit that's kind of cool because we loved the bands that were asking us yeah and uh, 
and yeah, I mean, it was just a weird, yeah, it was a weird time. Uh, again, we were just kind of making it up as we went along, you know, like nobody was in charge. There was no agenda at all. We were just making, yeah, it was crazy. Just making we music. Sm- I don't think we were smart enough. We weren't savvy enough to figure out like what we should try to do to make the, we'd already kind of fucked ourselves up. So we were like, well, now we can do anything. And that, that was the best part of it. Cause then when we would tour and anybody would piss on us and we'd just say, who gives a shit? Like we, we yeah. were so happy playing and and playing to the people that did love it. We it, we just didn't care anymore. We we're like, you know what? I don't. If that if punk rock is about telling you to stop doing something because it it's, you don't like it, fuck punk rock. You know exactly. And I knew that wasn't punk rock. So, so. no, of course. Yeah, the Soul Force Revolution. That was a great tour. I seen. Thank I don't know you. where. So I guess probably in New York. Actually, I'm gonna show you some pictures later. I got pictures at CB. You guys played there. I remember seeing that? Yeah, that tour. Um, did you tour on the record for a long time? We t- yeah. Yeah, we toured quite a bit, and and we almost went to Europe on that tour, and then that fell through. I, I, it was before we hooked up with MED, and, yeah. and it was just a weird. It was a guy that was calling us and saying, "I, I got you booked," and we're like, "No, no, 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 we didn't even confirm yet." You know, it was just sketchy, so we didn't do that. And then, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff was going on. Like I, at some point, like Dagnassi hit me up to be the vocalist. You know, they, wow. they had me up to sing for him. Uh, Brian. I still have the letter, and and I've I po- I posted it not too long ago, and people are like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You could have been in Dag Nasty." I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" It was, yeah, it was like the, after Smalley. Uh, yeah, it was, it was right after Smalley left, wow. and, and then they uh, they hadn't gotten Pete yet, and then uh, Brian wrote me on Dag Nasty letterhead and just said, "Holy, we shit. just happen to have a spot at the Dag House. If you, I know you love. He, they knew I love DC. I love DC, and they yeah. said, you know, you've talked about wanting to live out here, and maybe this is." Nothing against seven seconds, but maybe this is the time. And you know, I I was honored because I Brian Baker is one of the greatest guitar players ever. Yeah, he's amazing. And I love DC and Ian and stuff. But I was just like, you know, yeah, I, I just could, I just loved seven seconds so yeah. much. I, I I just plus I'm not a I, even though I'm I don't think I'm myself as a great leader. I I just I have to be. I have to have my hand in everything, and and I and I just I don't want to deal with another. I don't even know if I feel like I have a huge ego, but I don't want to have to deal with another ego. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, like I like finding people that it, my my best situation is finding being with people who just love their craft, love playing music, totally, and then let me write and let me just do my thing, and I, I'll yeah. do it respectfully. I'll never do anything. I'll, I'll do everything I can to not put you in an awkward, fucked up situation. Yeah, I hope we can just trust each other, and and it's never that's always happened in seven seconds, even at our worst. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is probably why we stuck around as long as we did. You know, that's, you know, you can't, it's hard to find. You have it. You know, like when you have that, that thing, it's, yeah. it's hard to work beyond that with anybody else. You know, it I've tried. Hard. It's hard. I've tried. But. So after Soul Force, what came after that? Uh, it, that then we had a break. A break for a while. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted off Restless Records and I, I was just I I was we 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 lost the girl that had brought us in and left. Okay, yeah. And I just wanted off. We we, we were just another. They, they were starting to sign. Like they signed Social Distortion. They signed Dead Meltman. They were they had all these big main bands. And even though we were doing well, we were being told we were selling records. We just couldn't get enough fucking. We couldn't get people to answer calls. We couldn't get yeah. tour support. And I was like, what the what's the point of selling records totally. if you guys just ignore us? Yeah. So I just got sick of it. And and we were we were touring. We were just exhausted and everybody had had really just gotten out of bad relationships and 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 i just said fuck let's just take a break and then 
I think at some point I, I, we were talking and we got into a fight and I said, well, fuck it. Let's just break up. We don't need to be doing this. And, and Steve and I had a falling out. And, um, was that like 91 or something? Nine, yeah, 90, between 90 and 91. And I, I was just like, I also was like, I just felt like, you know, no matter what I, what I said or what we did, I was still the, that fucking skinny kid with black hair with black under my eyes. Like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I'm a fucking cartoon now. This is great. Mm. Like, this is what I want. And, and people were just the way they, everybody was talking to us. And I was like, I just, I guess I was a pretentious artist asshole before I even admitted. You know, like, I, st- mm. I wanted to, to be connected to the art of it, whatever yeah. that fucking means. And everything I do, I want it to be art. I don't know why. I just yeah. want it. I want it to feel like it's got more going on than it does. And so I just, I, I just started to get upset, and and there was everything was just crazy. And the we had we had so much drama with white power skinheads all over the place. Even in even in those stages of oh yeah, that that fall that was. That was well into the '90s. Like it yeah. was still following us, and it's so you, you had nothing to do with that, and saying about things that had nothing to do. With that, that was the point. But they were so attracted to you. That was the, they weren't attracted to us. They were attracted to the, the again. Crowd, yeah, they they just they they perceived our crowd as being wimpy because we are wimpy, and and that they didn't think we'd fight back. We did fight back. We fought. You know, we got our asses kicked, and we fought back. I mean, we we you know yeah. there were there were a few shows where it just was fucking sketch as hell. You know, yeah. But it's it just it it. You know, I, I, all of it just, you know, I was like, fuck, I, I'm still, I can't even pay rent half the time. I can't, you know, I just, I, I can't even visit my girl. I can't spend time with my, you know, what am I doing this? You know, I just questioned everything, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and so, and I wasn't even feeling like the guys in my band loved each other that much, you know, like I was like, well, what's the point? This is bullshit. So we kept having these discussions and I, I did, I said, well, fuck it, they'll send it. So everybody was like, mm. and so everybody grumbled. They were all living in sack. They all moved back up to Reno. I said, well, fuck it. Now we can at least cut ties with Restless. And then I know us, we're going to want to take a break and then come back Get later. Back. So that was my goal. And I talked to Steve. He was feeling that. Troy felt that way. And then I went to Restless and I said, well, now that we're not a band, I guess, you know, we're done. And, 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 uh, and, and I was starting to work on a uh, I had, still was writing songs. Yeah. And I had this stuff that I didn't know what to do with. I had a little pet project called Burn Baby Burn. And uh, I said, well, I, I just want to, you know, I want to cut ties with the label because I have an interest interest from somebody else. I just wanted to put the record out myself. And they're like, well, no, you're under contract. Like, we get first option to release whatever you do. Damn. And I, my lawyer looked at it and she said, yep, that's right. You can't, you can, they can turn it down and then you can release it. But if they want to release it, so I'm like, fuck. Damn. So I sent them the, what I'd recorded, and they were like, this is fucking amazing. We love it. Let's do it. And I'm like, I don't want to do this on oh, Restless. So that became Drop Acid. That's I, That oh, Drop yeah, that's right. Acid was, I I went, they loved the name Burn Baby Burn, and I changed it. And I said, well, we're called Drop Acid now. I I was doing everything I could to just fuck it up. And they were Damn. like, oh, that's cut. That's edgy. Drop Acid. I like it. Because <laughs> you're straight edge, and you're saying Drop Acid. You yeah. know, like, and, it, and everything became a joke against me. <laughs> like Jesus. like I was the fucking punchline. So I, you know, I was like, I loved it. I had some friends in Sacramento I played with, and we had a great. We went out on the road, went came back east, and and did some shows with all kinds of great bands, and it was fun. But yeah, ultimately it was <laughs> like you know that some of that stuff was written for seven seconds actually, and and it just turned into something totally, and that yeah. became a crazy band in itself. Like at some point, I had two of the guys from Deftones playing with me. And Holy shit! Like as the, right before the Deftones blew up, and it was like it was a it was a 
it was like an all-star band of Sacramento musicians. <laughs> like if you know anything about Sacramento, it was yeah. like all these great guys from different bands and stuff. But yeah, it just was like a short lived thing. And then the next record was, would have been out the shizzy, which out was, the shizzy, that's right. Yeah. And that was the whole, uh, whole idea was like, I'm like, you know, you guys write stuff. You're always bitching about me writing so much, write songs. Mm-hmm. So they went in by them, the three of them and wrote out, wrote songs in the studio and just made these brilliant songs, and not one of them had a chorus. Not there was no choruses. They didn't write with a singer in mind. They wrote, they wrote as musicians. And I'm like, if you release this as an instrumental record, somebody somebody <laughs> would love this. But it's it was very rock too. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of had that Jane's addiction, like da 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 da. You know, yeah. I loved it. I love those songs, and I I actually love the way that record sounds. But it just was it was the hardest record to write lyrics for because they they didn't leave any room for choruses. Damn. You know, and my whole thing is like. Give me a room for a hook. That's all I am asking. You can make yeah. it as metal if you want, but as long as the chorus is like friendly and fun, I don't give a shit. You yeah, know? it's like, and I can say whatever is on my mind. And it, that was a tough record to make, but and that was like, how long is that after Soul Force? Uh, that was a few, couple years. That was ninety three. That was an Al. That was Alice and I had started dating, and between drop ass and that's right when I met Allison and we started dating and it, I was just like, I didn't even want to, I didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to be in Sacramento yeah. with her. And so, and she was going to school. She had just started college. So it was, everything was kind of crazy and on a personal level, but we made the record and it was fun. And, and, uh, we did that on cargo and cargo? yeah. I'll pause it. Yeah. Is that something you can pause? I'm yeah. yeah. Is that your, what was it? You're right. Yeah. And what what year was that? Uh, ninety, I think that was ninety three, ninety four when it came out, and that was on cargo, and that was just uh, things were kind of I don't know we we were starting to get everybody was sort of excited to tour again. We kind of didn't yeah. tour for a couple of years, I think. What was the reaction to that record after Soul Force though? It wasn't. Much, I mean, it was okay. It, we, Cargo didn't have a lot of dist, the distribution. The distribution wasn't that great. Yeah. So I really don't know how many people got that record. Like, mm. and I don't think it was in a lot of stores. But it it that kind of was like uh, um, that record did really well. Like, and when we went to Europe, everybody was requesting songs from that record. That's cool. And I think it was because it had a, a little rocking edge, like that. And everybody was into like. I don't know if Rage Against Me. I don't. It yeah, was Rage was out, but it had yeah. that kind of you know, it had that that kind of thing. And I think kids really loved that. Jane's shit. Addiction too. I think. Jane's yeah, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. And so I think kids were just in. You could bounce to it, you know, yeah. as opposed to just thrash or whatever. Yeah. And then what was after that one? Because we did that tour in '99. So that had been two more before after that. Oh, no, because we did. We did. It was Cyborg Dummy after the that. Shizzy, and then we did a. There was a couple like comps. We we took back our. We our first two seven inches, and we made that uh, re- record. And then there was an ill. There was a record that got made that we, when we were uh, Jello Biafra wanted us to record an al- a full album on Alternative Tentacles. Oh shit! In eighty one or eighty two, and called United We Stand. And we just he they didn't have the money. As before, the Alternative Tentacles had any real money, and so yeah. it, we recorded eighteen songs, Damn. and they never got used. So a lot of that stuff ended up on the crew, but then there were songs that never did. In, they didn't end up anywhere. So we released that as it was and mixed, and then that was just like you know B size or whatever. Yeah. And then the next record after out the shizzy would have been, man was it. Because you did more than ah, one side one. Uh, no. So shit. So then we toured, <laughs> and then we were like, we hated being on cargo, and we, I, I, I again uh, addressed uh, maybe let's 
do our own label. Why don't we just, we, we can save some money. We totally. can do this. And there was still this thing where you could reach out to distributors and do that stuff. And uh, they didn't want to do it. They didn't. They didn't have the. They didn't want to put the guys in the band. Didn't want to do anything. They don't want to do work, and they didn't trust me enough to like be the label guy to do stuff. Which I don't. Yeah. I can't say I would have been great. But so then we were like, well, fuck. What are we? How are we going to put a record out? And that was when. Uh, so ninety four ish, uh, the punk fucking explosion happened. That's when we first started ninety four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and we were just being us touring and just touring off but then all of a sudden it was like you know uh rancid you know green, green day, day hit rancid offspring all of this crazy commercial stuff and we and it was just everywhere and all of a sudden it was like we were people label people were just coming up to us at our shows hi i'm so-and-so anr from blah 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 <laughs> we should talk and like about what <laughs> like we're an old band what are you gonna what are you yeah. uh, what, what are you going what can you possibly do for us what can we do for you and so it was then it became a funny thing because there was so it was happening enough to where we were like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We've been around so what? That's ninety four. We've been around over, you know, like we, we're way, be, you know, the, the shelf life is kind of done, and we've already gone through like, well, kids, people adored us and then they hated us, and yeah. so we were just doing our thing, and then uh, so then we were like courting. All of a sudden, we we're courting major labels. Damn. Oh, and that's when I went. Oh, I know what happened. So then we went, and Steve was talking to F- Fat Mike, okay. and he said. Why don't you put a Why don't you put a seven seconds record out? And he's like, I wouldn't know what to do with you guys. And we're like, Fuck! And Fat Mike doesn't know what to do with us, and Damn. that's a tough thing. And there was there was somebody at Epitaph who talked to us about you know some stuff, and then you know was we're like Dave Hansen. I don't remember. Okay, uh, it was just a real light talk, and, yeah. and it wasn't anything serious, and and it was like. You know, like the epitaph was that, you know, you guys were all, yeah. all of our f- friends were signing with epitaph. And so yeah. we were like, well, fuck, maybe that's, the, maybe that's where we should try to talk to somebody. And, uh, but there wasn't so, there wasn't that much interest. So it was like, this isn't, so the, all of a sudden the major label thing was like, well, Mike, maybe we should listen, you know, or maybe they'll, they'll, will there'll be a label that's owned by, that has money with majors that you know so yeah. we started thinking about like Subsidiaries anything shit, to keep yeah. us together so we could tour and we were broke we had no money we couldn't buy a new van we couldn't buy gear was there ever a time in, in seven seconds career where you guys are making money and not working well i i never was working during the time i mean okay we toured so much that that's why yeah, yeah, yeah but okay. we'd come home and if we stayed home for longer than a month they'd be like money. fuck we got you know yeah. and, and and i was good with say i'd i'd save up a just I'd get money and I'd stash it. And I'm like, all right, there's rent for four months. There's, yeah. you know, like I was really good about it. Like I, awesome. I'm still, I'm like that. If I get a chunk of money, I just put it, okay, there's the envelope for rent for the next. There's the, you know, like, a, yeah. so, but the, everybody else was doing their own thing and okay. just going, they're blowing it. Steve and, kids and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and just, you know, Bobby was buying less Paul, like another less Paul he didn't need. It was just <laughs> stupid, you know? So, yeah. So, so then uh, this, I had started a new band called 510, which was a pop thing. It wasn't oh, even shit. a punk. I mean, you know, and uh, I, I, Allison, my wife, was in it. And, and uh, it, it, we had another girl named Jen who was in this uh, fairly popular indie rock band called uh, Tiger Trap. They were on okay. like K Records from, they were up in the whole Olympia, Washington scene. Like, gotcha. completely, I knew nothing about it really. I just had friends up there. And, uh, this guy, this A and R guy from a label called Immortal, who it was, they had signed Corn, yeah, and not Three Eleven, but some other band. I remember Immortal Records, and, yeah, yeah. They they signed a few bands, and they also signed a band from Sacramento who were friends of mine called Far. And Far, yeah. They, and so they, this guy said, hey, you know, talk to. K-, they were telling my f- guys, 
friends and far, like, uh, tell Kevin to get a hold of me. I, I like his band 510, which is Sweet. weird. Just a side project. It was a one-off thing. I didn't, yeah, I made, yeah, yeah. I recorded most of the music myself. I played drums even on it. Yeah. Um, but we toured, we went out on the road and did a thing. It was fun. But anyway, they were interested in that. And then when the guy found out that seven seconds had a label, he's like, holy shit, maybe we could sign five, 10 and seven seconds. Mm-hmm. So they started courting seven seconds and do we, we did the same thing. We went out and <laughs> ate for free. Of course. And then like, they even flew Troy and I down here and, and we put us up at a hotel and hol- like Jesus. on Sunset Strip. It was crazy. And everything <laughs> was kind of just funny and we're like, we're never going to live this again. This will this is a, this will happen only in this moment. Totally. Like, you know, like maybe, who knows, maybe Madonna will send us new, no, I'm just kidding. But it was that crazy shit. Like every, so many people were losing their minds because punk yeah. was like, punk is a thing. It was like, well, no, punk's always been a thing, but crazy. you're just getting around to it. So, we've, I, we've been here. Yeah, I just laugh. I honestly, God, I laughed at the whole fucking thing because I was like, if somebody really is seriously, th- I told uh, the guys on my event, I said, look, I think we should consider this. If we can, if we have uh, our lawyer can just get us a deal that doesn't hurt us and doesn't, they don't own anything really, our publishing, and they're they're going to give us money to where we can buy a van, we can, you guys will all have equipment, and we can just like pay rent for a year. Yeah. What's where's let's just do it. Nobody else gives a shit about us. We're not, you know, we we we, we still love playing. We're still having fun. We're, what are we gonna do here? You know. Yeah. So that's what it was. We went out, and they were the they were the label that just kept bugging us. And they were I liked it because it was a small label with Sony money major behind them. Money, yeah. So I was like, we we talk shit about major labels. We don't know. What, we did that with Warp Tour. We talked shit for years about it, and they were like, yeah, we did let's just do fun. it. I mean, then if we then now afterwards we can talk shit because we did it. We tried it, you know. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it was, the whole thing was just crazy, and it, we were on, we got signed. They gave us way more money than they needed to. They we were on it for a year. They at the the record didn't do that great, which we knew it would not compare to what they wanted. Yeah. And we said it like we we kind of fucked ourselves. They wanted us to come to LA and record with the producer. They wanted us to do a video with the dude that did. What's the, he was a hip the hip he was a well known hip hop guy. He did the hip hop videos really. He, like anyway, it was a guy that had like one name that yeah. was just getting a start, and and he's done since then. He's become a big deal, but. You know, they had all this big thing, and we're like, eh, it doesn't sound like us. Like, we were back to a three piece, too, by the way. We, okay. I started playing guitar and singing again. So, it, we were having more fun on the road because it was just the three of us in a van Damn. with a roadie and no hassles. Like, we, we it was loose as fuck because I was playing guitar and singing, but it was just fun and punk rock. And yet, a major label was courting us. I'm like, crazy, what man. a weird, who would have thought, you know? <laughs> so, we just went with it. And uh, the guy that we had, the AR guy, was he loved it and he was really cool and he was calling, we, you know, he was, he kind of became a friend which is nice and so the record came out and we did a bunch of radio weird shit that we never did before like playing radio shows where it was like us and corn and x and like it would just be every uh, no doubt we played i remember we played in santa barbara this big thing and we we said let's just do it and let's see what happens so we got flown out to what was the thing out cmj remember cmj yeah college music journal yeah yeah and we're playing at coney island high and it's packed but there's no punk rockers there's Damn. no kids. There's nobody that's fans. They couldn't. Our fans couldn't even get in. Okay. It was all industry people with badges. And Yikes. just as I'm stretching, it's just as I'm getting ready to go on stage, the A&R guy goes, "Hey, Kevin, I, you got to introduce this is like the vice president of like it was a big guy at Sony." And I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm getting ready to go on stage right now. Let's wait. Like you don't, you know, you're not supposed to do that kind of shit." Yeah. And I turned this guy off, and you know, whatever. But <laughs> I, but I didn't. I, like you're, the, where, I'm going on stage. Like know, what the I fuck, know, man? Like. What do you, you gotta, you know, you don't give a shit about, you know, it's not like you, you'll never remember this night. 
So everything was goofy. But the best part of this whole thing was is, is that we, once we knew the album was done and it had its life, you know, the guy said, you know, we talked to him and he said, well, what do you think? And he's like, well, you know, uh, Sony's not interested in distributing if we do another one, but mm. Virgin's interested. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit, fuck this shit. This is so stupid. <laughs> and like, what didn't that, what makes sense? Nothing. Yeah. Why would Virgin like it? And, you know, so then we were like, all right. So I, we had an attorney and he said, please get us out of this. Like, we'd rather not be dumped. Like, cause everybody, cause all, a bunch bunch of bands got signed yeah all of yeah. these bands got signed yeah. and then dumped within a year like that was everybody was doing that i'm like if we Orange could just nine quicksand oh, so many bands like all bands getting signed the same got, time. people another, from like well-known punk bands were starting new bands totally. to get signed Orange and they would yeah. play like they'd get a buzz and then that was it yeah. and so it was just like i don't want to be that you know like we have at least we have some legacy something like something to show for like we have a history whereas a lot of these bands just nobody they don't they don't so i'm like let's just try to get out of this so we did she got us the loophole was is that they they had this bud like they made it look like we didn't we didn't have a lot of desire to do music videos really mm-hmm. like i mean i know I, i'm not against them i just didn't i i i I just felt like we'd make something cheesy and I didn't want to yeah. live with that. So they had this whole, they had like a 50 grand video budget. Oh, for sure. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for a video. And so she said, well, what I can do. So we ended up being like, we got out of the deal because the label didn't promote it because we didn't make a video and they didn't make us do a video, which they should have done. And so we got out of the deal. Plus we got that money. So oh, that was great. like living money for a year, over a year. Yeah. So yeah, that was our little one year, uh, flirting with a major label and, and, and it wasn't even bad. Honestly, everybody was nice. It was yeah. weird, and I'd never do it again, but it was fucking funny and great. And, In seven seconds. And we bought a van, which I, yeah. you know, I had for, fuck, 10 years or 15 years. I mean, that's the exact reason why we went, we signed to MCA, because we, we seven seconds was one of our favorite bands. You guys did it, too. We're like, I was going to try it. <laughs> and all of our friends were trying it, too, and we got a different producer, and yeah. our record was more melodic and all right. that shit, but it's because... Our, our peers were doing that. But yeah. then um, what was after that? Because 99, we shared a bus on the Warp Tour. So yeah, so we then it we was, it, was, it was side one dummy for sure. That was a great see. This record. is this is just too much. There's so much. <laughs> it's like so from records. one album to another. There's like no short story. So there, yeah. So then we we got out of that thing. We were like just kind of we were still touring. You know, I think somebody else had a kid. I don't even remember. And then uh, uh, we. We're kind of we we were starting to write you know more fast songs again and yeah. we're rehearsing a lot of stuff. And Steve and Troy were right. Steve was writing more stuff. Bobby was back in the band, and so it was you know we we were just having more fun with the energy. I'd lost a bunch of weight, so I was having more fun jumping around like <laughs> you know like I couldn't do for a long time. So then it was like. <laughs> You know, it just everybody felt like this. We still felt young and energetic. Like I'm like, oh, we're doing pretty good for a bunch of old, you know, older guys. You know, if we're having fun, so you that's guys all, in your 40s, you in 40s. Yeah, right? and and that's that's always been a thing. Like we always check in with each other. Like, are we we're having fun, right? This isn't like something where we're just going, let's well, just do it because we need to pay rent. Like I, oh, I, right. I always said, like let's just please be honest about. It. Let's just not do that. I love that. Like too. there's got to be a better way to like live life than to just do it. You see these bands and they're playing in shitty clubs in front of 20 people and they're the legendary bands like they're the best bands at some point and they're just going doing, through the motions though too it's to get awful the money. I know, it's, I, it's right. awful and i said i don't want to do it i can't i can't not not because of just the fans for us just for just in general we yeah. worked too hard so yeah we were just like we didn't really know then it was like okay well the 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 major label thing's done 
probably no one's now no one's going to touch us because we're like <laughs> fucking sellouts and you know and then fucking side one dummy man i ran into joe, joe sib and it, we were playing at the cocodry in san francisco this little club is packed and we we're yeah, having fun that was actually fat mike came up and he said like dude you guys are on fire it's the best i've ever seen you and i was like you want to sign no i didn't say it. but <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it. but um uh, Joseph was there and he goes, man, we got to talk. And I was like, what, you know, and he's like, no, we're, we're, things are going for, we got the labels really happening. Yeah. Cause telling, great. Yeah. And that's when Seb was there and, and actually he gave me a copy. Yeah, you guys, the, the video, you get a documentary. It was kind of a DVD oh, or, yeah, or yeah. it might've been still VHS, Yeah, but it was, was it a tour of fast in the world DVD? Maybe yeah. Yeah. That's like what that. it was. Okay, yeah. And they were just, you know, I knew Joe from when he was a little kid and we went over there and everybody was just punk rockers. And I was like, totally. fuck, this is pretty cool, you know? And they, they, they just knew, you know, I said, I don't, you know, don't, I, I know you're not going to, there's, there's no way you can repackage us as being cute or, or fucking cut, you know, we're not new. It's, we're an old band. Yeah. Like, you know, let us just be a, an old band that works our asses off and writes fun, catchy punk rock songs. And, and we're kind of, things are going back into this feeling of like, it's fun to play fast again, you know? Yeah. And they heard that de- we made, I made demos, all these weird four track demos where I played fake drums like i'm just playing on a snare and a kick you know yeah and i still think those demos if we could i think those demos are amazing they sound so raw and fun but uh they loved them they were like they were holy shit yes let's just do it so they we signed with them and and uh, it was it was an easy deal they just said look you know tell us what you want us to do with you if you don't want us to push you in this way we won't do it we won't try to get you you know and they were great i mean dealing with joe and bill and those guys they they yeah. were cool with us. I mean, they I have no complaints. And they got you know they got a the warp tour was an sort of an instant thing because they had that connection and Kevin Lyman yeah. And they just said you know they at first they were like I know you're probably not going to want to do this but you know would you want to be on the warp tour and we're like fuck it why not you know because <laughs> you guys are on it yeah fucking we knew that uh you know Dropkick Murphys were on it yeah. Luna Chicks were on it Avail were on a couple shows and agno- agnostic front yeah I mean it was a, it was one of the last really great. Still fully, I mean, yeah. Eminem and Ice Cube were on it too, but it's the, our iced tea. But it was just a fun thing, and we hadn't done it. And we split a bus, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, and we, and yeah, and that was the other thing. Like, hey, we get to be on a bus, so, you know, yeah. like you don't get to do that often. So, so that was, and that was a blast. I mean, we had a great time. It was tough because of just the fucking not knowing from schedule to, you know, remember every play? morning, okay, what time are we going on? Oh, noon, yeah. shit, or oh, five on the Macy. How crazy, you know? Yeah. But we loved that fucking side. We got to the point where we loved that side stage so much. It was so much fun. And the main stage we had fun with, but we just, we connected more on that smaller bus yeah. stage. And that was, I loved it, man. I, I just, you know, it was, it was a whole different thing. Just yeah. being awake at fucking early and. Or playing at noon. Playing at noon and just having, you know, like just seeing people, punk rockers in the middle of it the day. It was fun so always you guys. Yeah, that all so of that, yeah, and just man. and just even like you know, you and we'd go fucking watch fucking Blink or go go run over and watch you know Black Eyed Peas or whatever they were. Was really there some weird shit on that tour? That was some weird shit on that. There tour. was a lot of weird shit. I got into, I got into it with Blink actually. That's right, you did because yeah, I was calling them out on stage for the fuck. I, I, I that whole thing. You speak your mind always. Yeah, it was just about that. All it, all it was was that thing that they were doing where they were saying, "Hey, let's see your boobies," That's and then right. like That's fourteen right. year old girls were flashing, That's and it was right. like. You gotta be fucking kidding me! That I mean, I can you imagine if that. that happened now? No, like your career would be completely destroyed. And and the thing was is I'm not a fucking moralist. I'm not a prude. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm yeah. not like one of those guys that go bad. That's bad. You shouldn't do that. It's but you know. But it was just so wrong. And we were we'd watch it, and yeah. I, I I would just go. You this band. 
could do anything they want right now. They're doing so well, and they're fucking. What are they doing? They're fucking encouraging. You know, and nothing. I love those guys. We took them out on one of their earliest U.S. tours. Wow. Like, yeah. th- it wasn't like I didn't like them. I just was like. This is not. This is so not cool. I think you spoke to him about it too. I did. Well, yeah. so they no, they called me on the bus because they got mad. They, I, we were on our bus. Oh shit! And then the road manager goes, "Hey, uh, they'd like to talk to you about <laughs> about you know." Because I was saying on stage, you know, my big thing was like, "You can come up front. Girls can come up front and watch us. And you don't have to fucking show us your tits. Not like it's yeah, not man. like yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have. That's we're not. You're not. That's not your worth to us." Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you're watching the Looney Chick. And then Looney Chicks were giving those killing guys. It. They were, like, killing every night and just rocking it and saying so much funny shit against Eminem and, like, all the sexist shit then. And yeah. I was just, I just didn't want to be on that side of shit. I was like, I, I, you know what? Hate us. Maybe this will fucking, Ket Lyman will hate us because they were his band. But, I, I, you know what? This is, a, if, if what's more hardcore or what's more punk rock than just saying, you know what? Some shit just needs to be fucking called out. It, yeah. I, it wasn't my job. No. I just felt it. And they called me and I talked to them and I said, you know what? I got no beefs and you guys are fucking millionaires and you, nothing I say even impacts what you... Like, nothing mm-hmm. I say, people are actually making fun of me for saying shit about you. But it, I don't... It's not... It's not because I don't like you. It's just that you guys are in this really amazing position. And then like, dude, we're just being... We're doing like the retard thing. And I'm like... Yeah, fuck that, you know. So whatever. That's I'm sure. Crazy. I'm sure. It, I'm sure that made enemies. But I, I didn't. I didn't give a shit. I had nothing to lose. I know. We were on the I tour. Know, know. You know, it was a short-lived thing. We were like, we were just having fun. We was like summer camp with the H2. Yeah, you know? Eminem was crazy too, getting booed in different yeah, cities and shit. Before yeah, it was huge. The whole thing was crazy. That was pretty amazing. Tour, I remember man. my one of my favorite times was just sitting at the fucking uh, lunchroom yeah just the lunchroom <laughs> sitting in the cafeteria school cafeteria no just sitting in the uh, catering and just uh, sitting just realizing like I was kind of looking at my phone or whatever I had at that did time we phones and I don't know yeah. I no, think maybe phones. we did and then like looking up and realizing that Ice-T was just sitting there eating oh, and, and just shit. he was looking at his phone and he's like man how you doing man and we just started I'm like you're fucking Ice-T like you're That's just being good, a yeah. regular dude right now just Let's, people are eating together like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. and just the, the, the barbecue afterwards. Like everybody kind of bro, everybody hung out, and everybody not, was equal, like hanging yeah. out. Yeah, and on that tour alone, it was like I remember, like in Toronto, like a bunch of us went to go fucking see a WWE like yeah. thing at the. You know, everybody was like, "Hey, we're done for the day. Let's mm-hmm. go fucking do something else." And I'm like, "Yeah." And it was kind of a. It was the most vacationy tour we ever did. That's for sure. Yeah, that's also why they change all the set times for everybody is to make everybody. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I understood that, yeah. and I, I, I didn't. I I just didn't like it when you know we you know we just Play against each other or some shit. Yeah, there was so a couple times where man. it'd be like we'd be you know, but it that worked out okay. You know, I mean, always it gave me anxiety though, like being on the tours and not knowing to like yeah. that next night or next morning what time you play. Yeah, you could play. First. Yeah, the the tour manager would come in and go, "Up, oh, you guys are on it." <laughs> it's like. What what I hated about the tour is like you'd go to find water and there was no water, but if you wanted to drink YooHoo all day, they, remember there would be mountains of YooHoo, so and I'd go, "Where's the water?" Uh, I don't know, but there's YooHoo. <laughs> like, and then the boxed waters too. They had in the Warp Tour like warm waters and stuff. Yeah, that, later. that was later. Warp yeah. Tour water, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That was, I mean, the whole experience was fun. We 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 actually had a great time. It, we, mainly because you guys and just like. Just avail and you know the fun guy, buddies of ours. But I, you know, after that, I was like so happy to get in our own van and just we did the rest of it. Remember, we did the rest of the tour in the south. We did yeah. that. It was like a fucking. It was epitaph 
related. There was a comp that everybody was Summer on. Nationals, maybe? I don't know what no, it was. No, yeah, it was like, was. Uh, anyway, it was like that was a yeah. tour back to the West Coast, and it was just nice to be in our van again. It was a like, great thing, though, Toby, for you to be able to experience having these guys out. Seven and, seconds. And wanting to go out with you guys. Yeah. That's and you were so heavily influenced by, by seven seconds, yeah. Lindsey Carmichael in the background, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it is cool that yeah, that we got to share a bus with Seven Seconds, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. That was awesome. And then we were about to turn into sellouts a year later. We no, well, no. And so what was I was just gonna say? What was great too is watching the fucking you guys explode. Like you guys were. That was when it was like I knew you guys. More and more people were talking about H two O. But I remember watching you guys on the main stage and just kill it. And and, and I was always happy that you guys had played early. Because I'm like, that's going to be a bitch to go on after that. Like, like you know, if you're like one of the bigger name bands at the time, have to go on after you because you guys would destroy every time. Thank like, you. and it was like, so that was that was great. That that to me was, and I remember even talking to Epitaph, and they were just so stoked about you guys. They were like, oh man, sure. we're just really happy about these guys. Like, I, I it was like all the things that we were like, God, if we could just fucking find somebody that would say that about it, you know. But I loved it, and it was like the you know that that was the best part of it. I mean, the best part was the bands, you know. Yeah. Like, I didn't I. There was a lot of stuff that people would always bitch about every day, but I'm like, I, you know, we, I don't know. It, it's the overwhelmingly, it's like, it's a pretty cool idea. And I don't know that I, you know, I haven't been doing, I did an, <laughs> I did two acoustic shows at a, in the last 10 years at a warp tour. And it was, I, it was like, I think the demographic then might've been 16 and 17. Oh, this was like 12 and 13. I was children that were there. Damn. And I, I had, I was at the tail end of like, I, told you i tore my car uh my calf muscle on stage yeah. and i was still i had a fucking cast on or something and i i didn't want to cancel the shows so i went down there and i'm walking around with a fucking cane and i already yeah. looked like the oldest guy on the on the site but now i'm like the guy with a cane and i remember fairly so many people come and go um sir do you want to go to the tent where they're like they're like talking to me like i'm a, like a, i'm in a retirement <laughs> home and i'm like i am i am in a retirement like this is why this is how it all ends for me right here <laughs> but i didn't recognize the only band i recognized was uh it was one of the ska punk bands, oh, like yeah, yeah. well known band, Real Big, Real Big Fish. Fish yeah, I think yeah, that was yeah. the only band on that tour that I even yeah. recognized, and I was like, "Wow, this is weird." I remember saying the original podcast a couple weeks ago that we talked on the phone for three hours back then. Um, <laughs> is that you, you? You 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 weren't worried about me, but you wondering how my, what's going to happen with the band and how I end up turning yeah. out. You you worried about how we're going to handle that. So I, we, I just, just uh, because okay. you're a thought, you're a thoughtful, like emotional person, and and I and you're also like I know that you can become a target. For but you know I I remember talking with Ray today early on when they were starting to blow up and he was just like, man people are starting to bum out I'm like dude you know this is just the beginning yeah. like you're you're out there saying shit and and uh, it, it people receive it a lot of the times and that's what they want to hear but then there's a whole lot of people that just it fucking it bums them out yeah either they're they're like yeah I do think that but fuck I hate that you're telling me that or that fuck you who are you to tell me mm-hmm. you know what kind of so I always wonder for my friends that are younger that are that are, that are in that spot because it's like I dealt with it without even yeah, knowing. We were carrying on the attrition of you guys though, you know, like the talking about the songs and having a message. Yeah, like, I would have said get out now. No. <laughs> <laughs> because no, but <laughs> but no, but but then I also trust you because you're you're a thoughtful person and you're smart you. and you're not like 
I, you know, like I, I, I never worried about you because I thought you'd turn into a rock star or anything like that. I just worried that you, they would just fucking alive. crush you. Yeah, because yeah. it, it can. I mean, it, it, you know, like when we, when people turned on us, when our music changed, it was devastating. It was like we weren't, we didn't, we weren't, we were still young, and we were, we, we didn't have any confidence. We were still feeling our way around shit, yeah. and we relied on the punk scene and the hardcore scene. That was our life. That was our yeah. brotherhood and sisterhood and everything. So to have every, a lot of people from it going, no, this sucks, man. You know, what are you trying to do? Be like you too? You know, it's like, I wouldn't even know how to be like, like it may, yeah. influenced, yes. But like in terms of what we're, how we view, like even we were still playing fucking $4 mm-hmm. shows in the middle of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're still doing a punk rock tour, booking ourselves yeah. and stuff. And so it was really, it was very, it could have been devastating. Like it could have been like, fuck everybody. We're going home and yeah. fucking music and fuck everything, you know? And, but, but you are put on a pedestal too. Like, like I put you on a pedestal growing up, like you're this, you know, this super important, powerful father figure person, but also just a human who doesn't is not positive all the time and wakes up with fucking cranky. You know what I mean? You drink yes. coffee, you like basketball. You know what I mean? Like you're like a normal dude, but like when you're when you're a kid, you're like you're like up here. No, then I, I got to meet you, and before that, I met you a long time ago, but then toured you and see this normal person, even though your music and lyrics have touched my life greatly. Do you know that? But yeah, and you feel like you don't have to live up to that. Thing, but you are just a person too. Because I, because a superhero, and because my the guys I looked up to were the guys that were the most approachable, like Joey Shithead and and the Black Flag guys, and and Jello to a lesser. Jello was always like an artist, you know, crazy guy. But yeah. like they were very approachable and they're very working class. And like mm-hmm. they got out of the van and then they get on stage wearing what they they weren't like Pretty show dudes, show like Mike Watt. Yeah. You know, they were they're real motherfuckers. And and, yeah. and 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 that so for me it was always like anything I could do without disrespecting and shitting on somebody I, I i just wanted to wipe away that like please don't put me on a pedestal because i don't i will fail you i i will disappoint you i know i will like i i yeah. I, I just know it because i don't i'm not even sure i think the thing that i was trying to get around and it actually like mr goody two shoes like well saying just all of it like yeah. you know like i've heard people say oh yeah you don't want to do that around kevin he's again he he doesn't like sex or you know i'm like what the what is wrong with <laughs> yeah. you like 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 i'm not i didn't first of all i never like uh, it's yeah. I hate talking about the straight edge thing. I I don't. I I don't even do. I've been hit up by so many documentary straight edge things. I won't do it because I'm not. I was never a spokesman for it. And, and even though I understand the lifestyle and I, it basically is my lifestyle. Yeah. I, I I early on I realized what a fucking noose around my neck it would be if I just was like straight edge to death. You know, I, I it never made sense to me. But you're also I'm not against Ian, it. And it's, you know, but Ian, but Ian, when you think about Ian's history of that, like yeah. early on, he captured and said, he said in a fucking song, whether it's on fucking or playing golf, like yeah. he said it right away. Like just before you start to fucking tie me into this thing, which you've already done. And it's, it's, you know, that one fucking song before we, any of us even understood that straight edge was a movement. It wasn't, it wasn't in Boston made it a movement. And then yes. it started to become a move. Like it, it, it was not, if you knew him, if you were around him, you knew exactly like, that's not what he was going for at all. You know? And no, I'm not speaking for him, but I just, I, it was uh, a moment in time and a song and, and that I got and that understanding. And what it was, was when, when, when we Reno kids were bored, Reno kids had just, we're teenagers and getting out of teenage, like teenage life, 
not wanting to just party our brains out. Yeah. And then when you heard that there were these same kids in DC doing yeah, the same thing, you're the like, same type of music. It, it was so fucking liberating. It was like, yeah. fuck, finally, I'm not, I'm not just a freak. Hundred percent. That's you know what I mean. There are kids that think like this, yeah. and it wasn't like let's join this clique. Yeah. I wasn't that. It was like, hey man, we have a common ground. We can build on 100%. something. I don't know what. It, I mean, we all love this aggressive music. We all love this and that. So uh, from day one, I, I saw it as a as a chance. And I think that's the Joe Strummer thing. Joe Strummer always had a motive. He always had a thing. He always had a yeah. plan. Like you know, and and I I I took. I think I took that and just that was always my thing. Like let's let's just always have a plan. Like even if we're not like savvy and always trying to conjure up like let's make this marketable. I, I'm the dumbest person about marketing. Like yeah. I can't market shit. If I do, it's it's all luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It was a per- it's a personal choice, you know. Like, like you said, for me, too. right? Yeah, and you know, I'm sure you. There's plenty of people you love in your life that drink, and you know. Thanks for that. Yeah, nice meeting you, man. Take care. Thanks for coming by, Lindsay. <laughs> love you, bud. Peace, Lindsay Carmichael. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, yeah, and, and my whole band's not straight edge. Obviously, neither was mine. A threat. It was just one person in the band. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I went out and yeah. never been preachy. Just. People know that's the kind of person I was, but for me, I was a kid, and I, I could skate to Sex Pistols, but I couldn't relate to it. But then I could skate to Minor Threat. It was more aggressive, and I could relate to it because yeah. I hadn't tried anything yet, so it just stuck with me, but I know what you're saying. It, it, was, it, was, it got it, taken out of control, though. Right, and, and, and you know why? And, and why is it taken out of control? Because there are people that are hungry for a, something different, mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to just live their lives and be like, I'm just going to be me. They have, they're like, well, I better be a part of this movement because that makes it more important. And it's like, I get that that way of thinking. I just don't, I don't buy into it. That's all. Yeah, you never. I'm, just you not, never I'm not a joiner. <laughs> I just, yeah. I never have been. I, 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 anything that I've ever tried to do, I, I, if I, 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 I just want to do it, and I, I don't necessarily want anybody to join it. I just want, I just want to be left alone to do whatever I think is best for me. You know. Yeah. And, and if I, if I'm doing something that's harmful. People that love me will tell me they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you're being, you're saying some crazy shit, you know." Yeah. And no one's really done that yet. I've, I've, you know, even at my most ego-driven rock star phase, whatever, I don't know when that would have been. I never had so much confidence that I could go, "Look at me, look at this kid's just looking up at me." I never, yeah, I never saw the worth in that, yeah. you know. Like, and I know people that have seen the worth in that, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, yeah, you see it in their eyes. They're like, "Oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah." Like, but sometimes you're in there. Like, sometimes I'm like, "Damn, I'm a loser. What do I do in my life?" I never went to college. <laughs> I got no retirement fund. I have no medical insurance. I have no four one k. But I'm still playing music. What I love to do. But yeah. sometimes, like when you when you're when you're inside of it and doing it, you don't think about any kind of impact you had on anybody with your lyrics or anything. Yeah. So it's hard to see yourself that you actually did something with your life. It's hard right. to explain that to people. They're like, "What are you talking about? Right. These, these songs did this to me." Right. But when you're in it, you're like. Well, and you've got a body loser. of work that people go, you've got all these great albums, you've done these tours, you've done this, you know, and, and it, it, they, they, it, people see it differently than p- other people see it. And like, you know, and that's a good thing. Like, I think it's good that we don't see, like, can you imagine if you, you recognized humble. the whole time? Yeah, dude. It would fuck you up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody, the smartest person in the world, it would, it would have to f- affect you a little bit, you yeah. know? And, and, and I just, uh, I got into this because I I couldn't get into the idea of rock and roll, the excessive just, you know, backstage arenas. Like, as much as I love the music, I just, I didn't, that's where it stopped. I'm like, I don't relate to this. This is, you know, so punk rock was a perfect, it was a perfect timing kind of thing. And I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Like when someone said it's about stopping the barrier, creating, you know, getting rid of the barriers between the audience and the people, I bought into it. Yeah. It's not about rock star, you know, it's about, I bought into it. And 100%. I still do. Like, there's still man. a part of me that's just like, 
that is like even it if I'm not your whole life. The, the best shows that are happening in Sacramento, for instance, are in these fucking they're in basements and house shows. That's where the real fun shows are. They're a little yeah. dangerous. They're a little crazy. You, nobody's checking health violation. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're great. It's great musically. And and the kids, the new young kids, are getting they're getting their money's worth. And that's the most important thing. Like yeah. that's the only thing we're going to be around doing our thing because we are just who we are. But yeah. And, and you know nobody's coming up to nobody's I don't know I, I shouldn't say that because I you, like you're influential I'm sure to a certain extent there are people words that I've said it's influential but yeah it may influence me <laughs> in my life and my but, band uh, but you know what I mean like I, yeah. I like because I don't I, I don't know how I like I don't really I, I love that and I respect it but I, I don't I never uh, how to accept it or um, I, yeah I don't I don't yeah. I, I never knew what to I never I've had people say Yeah you kind of Were acting weird to me Because I was telling you How much I loved your band And I was like It's just because I'm not I've never been good At compliments But I, yeah. I also I don't know how to process it And mm-hmm. verbalize that yeah. Other than thank you But until your band <laughs> broke up You started reading All those messages Right Yeah that was then you, then you see the reality Of it And how many people you touched Yeah that was the That's the way Like what you just said Where you kind of Don't know why you're Going along And then yeah. when it's done You're like Holy shit, man! I like it. It, it made me very emotional and cry, and, you and away from I had to. A couple of days, right? I, yeah. I, I, I thought I would read it because it would. I thought it would make me feel better. Like, yeah, now I can sit back and 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 enjoy. And it it did just the opposite. It kind of it made me regret quickly. Like, why did we shouldn't? Well, maybe we shouldn't break up, you know? And then, yeah. it, but then it was like, then it was like. Wow, we, well, I guess we did mean something to say. Like I know we have, but you don't, yeah. you know. And then, uh, and then it was just the sad one. The the ones that just tore me apart were the people that were like just they were almost like crying in the yeah, comments, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. I'm like, I man, I that I wasn't expecting any of that shit. So that that was a tough week, a tough couple weeks. Yeah. Then you realize, like, holy shit, I've actually done something with my life because you don't think about all the shit, all the ups and downs we right. talked about. Say the different labels, the different albums, different tours. Yeah. Bobby and Steve rotating in and out the band, like all that I know. shit, man. Well, and it's yeah, it's a it's a crazy history. And and the thing about it, Toby, and 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 uh, you know, the, this is how, why I, f- well, I feel good and bad about it, is that even the last tour we did, which is two years ago. Uh, we on stage. We you know I have videos of it, and we're still just fucking having a great time. It. Like loving, uh, like yeah. the, we weren't mad, we weren't upset, we weren't even thinking. Like there was no end know, in sight. It was just kind of like you know, look, look at us now. We're fucking. I think it was at the park side in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm like, look at us. We're just fucking playing this crazy little punk rock club, and the show was fun, and we we sounded great. And I was like. You know, at, at least if you're going to go out, go out on a note where you still love the people you've been playing music with, and you've seen more crazy shit th- with them than you'll ever see with your wife, your son, your anybody boy, else. You know, anybody. And the thing is, is that we still check in with each other. We're still we still love each other. And if you know, the hardest part is because I know that two of my guys. The reason that we just can't do it is because on a physical, like health level. It it it's just right now it's not possible and that's a tough one like uh, and now I'm like I almost wish we just had beat this thing to the ground and just hated you know but I don't I mean yeah. it, it's like it's it's kind of the most the best way to to go out you know because you it's like I don't want to do metaphors and stuff but it's like you know the old horse that's put to pasture finally you know yeah. like you did your job yeah. you know just go enjoy life and chew on grass for a while yeah know? I mean I don't I don't I don't think I can't quote me on this but I don't think the Ramones were friends when they all passed because they were I don't think they were ever they were friends. grinding so hard. Never, never yeah. toured in a bus. Always in the van. It yeah, was nonstop. Man. People that I know that man. toured with them said that they they barely spoke words, which is tough. I that I couldn't do. I mean, I I have to be friends. I can't be in a band with people that aren't my friends. I just Me can't. Either, man. 
I just it, I wish I could because I think I would have I would have been happier in terms of the amount of music that I make. I could have just gone and done all these fun projects. And I've been asked to be in bands. I've been asked to be in different bands, and and I probably would have done better. But I just. It's just I gotta know you and trust you and vice versa and yeah. you know it's you know it's a, being in a band is not easy like not it might be fun and you get to do the craziest funnest shit but also just that the travel time and the sitting around and waiting Brutal. and just man it's I, hurrying up to wait hurrying up to wait the twenty three yeah. hours waiting to play that one hour all day trying to sleep. Trying to find out eat. when you can eat so that Dude. you're not going to be sick on stage. It's you know? so like, brutal. Like, people think it's so glamorous, but it's not. Like, it's, all, all that, it's awful. All that, that's awful. All no, that it is. Are, it is. But we love it, and we do it, and we did it with no fucking plan B almost no. and no end in sight. We just did yeah, it. Yeah, the playing is wonderful. The, yeah. the, the fucking kids in front, you know, singing, all of that is great. That, 40, that hour-long thing, that's all beautiful, all of that stuff. It's just that in-between shit. And I can't even sleep well at hotels. And it's you, brutal. You, you go do the sound check and everybody wants to go back. I don't even go back because if I go back, I'm going to get in this lull where I'm going to get tired and then I got to go back and it's like, ugh, I'd rather just like go do something. I don't know. That's only, (laughs) that that part I don't miss and that's one of probably the reason why I don't try and be more, you know, start something new because I just, I can't go through all that shit again. (laughs) Yeah. All right, last couple questions. So, you you drummed in Youth of Today. How'd that happen? (laughs) I tried out, I auditioned. No, uh, they were coming out. Uh, I put out the Can't Close My 7-Inch on Positive Force. That's awesome. Um, I knew that they, I, I just love John and Ray. They were going to our shows and Violent Children played it with us. They, they were just so fun and kind of like when I met you, just full yep. of life and energy and just yep. so full of passion about our thing. And I just, you know, they, I, I just loved them. So they, uh, Ray had we got off tour and Ray had sent me this demo and he said hey oh no he said he called me and he said hey we got a I got this new we got this new band you today and you got a demo I want to send it to you so he sent it to me and I was I just loved it it was raw yeah. and fucking hardcore and fun and and uh, so I I had started a label I wanted to do more records with other bands and so I said you know would you want to put our record on the positive force and I'm like are you fucking kidding me? you know <laughs> and it just was like it just seemed like the right time it was a good timing you know it's yeah. like I was really happy that I got to do work with them and token entry and uh, oh, uh, token entry that's right uh, verbal assault those those bands Ooh. are the those bands are the bands that I I feel most proud of getting to be a part of their early days did with, you do you the know? learn record <clears throat> uh, yes that's a verbal assault one of the greatest great. underrated hardcore uh, absolutely. Bands. All the time, man. Absolutely. Trial. Anyway, okay, go. Yeah. No, seriously. And and it's and so and and all for different reasons. They were all different kinds of bands, yeah. you know. But there was just something that, that in every one of those bands, Token is the same thing. Just excited, happy, fun guys, working their butts off, willing to just go for it. Yeah. And I love that. And so uh so yeah, we got they sent me the they so they sent me a tape. They were supposed to send me a tape. So that I, they wanted me to mix it. They were like, hey, you know what? Do you have a studio in Reno that you can mix it? And I said, yeah. And uh, they just didn't do it in time. And we need we had a deadline. And so the, I designed the cover with produced by Kevin Seconds yeah. because with the idea that they'd send me and I'd, I'd actually, I didn't. I didn't mix yeah. the thing. And so I, we, were, we were like, let's just do it. We have to go to print and stuff. So we, I did. I, I think I did 300 copies or something at f- first. It was all low budget. I was Everything was out of my own money. Yeah. And then... Um, they said, "Well, we want to, you know, we'd really like to come out. We, can, would you help us tour?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll book a tour." And then I, I knew Seven Seconds wanted to do some stuff, so I'm like, "Well, fuck, why don't we just take them on the road with us? Yeah. That way, they don't have to be the me trying to find like shows for them as yeah. headliners." And and it, it made sense. And they, the guys in Seven Seconds, loved all those guys. So we we're like, "Yeah, let's do a week." So 
months I booked them. I got, I, but my friend Bessie, who was like early, was a big part of the positive force thing. She's still one of my best friends. She, um, between the two of us, we were getting on the phone and calling and making booking shows. And then, um, we got a couple of shows separate from seven seconds where we couldn't do the shows, but they did. That was like that social distortion show I was telling you about. And yeah, uh, so a, like a week maybe uh, before they came out, they said, we got bad news. Our drummer's not, we don't have a drummer. And, and can you play drums? I, and I don't know what made them think I could play drums. <laughs> I think because I, we recorded this little compilation and I played this hardcore uh, style and they just thought, ah, oh, that's good enough, you know? And I can play like, I can play, you yeah. know, but not like fancy. I can't do fills and stuff. So I'm like, sure, why not? And then, and then at, at some point I was practicing the songs at home, just banging on a chair or something. And then somehow it got brought up like, why don't we, why don't you have Troy play some of the songs? And they're like, fuck, that's great. So half the set I would do. And then it was, it was so silly, but <laughs> the whole thing was fun. I mean, we had like a, we, we had two cars, no vans, just two cars. I had an old station wagon and then we had another car. And then we'd have, we were having fucking orange like fights on the road. Food fights, yeah. Food fight. It was just a fun, they were having, it was our first big tour. They, they hadn't seen something like it was weird. Like Purcell had seen a cow in a pasture for the first time ever. It was like fun um, shit, you know. Trees, yeah, maybe, yeah. Just something weird. Like yeah, just yeah. something like he'd never seen before. And it was like, this is great. And then, you know, just eating Mexican food, you know, like they were just <laughs> like, you know, it was a silly tour. Mexican food, yeah. But I mean, you could see it every night. They were they were killing it, and the kids were they were hungry for this. New, it was it was yeah. it was time for like straight edge to sort of, as much as I was sort of scared by it. Yeah. It was it was sort of time for someone to take the rain. Yeah, and and, they and took it, man. I, I think people waited for us to do it, and we just didn't. So I think yeah. it, some some band needed to do it, and they did, and they they made it their own, man. They made it into a movement. Yeah, they just said Ian was at one of their shows too in DC or something. Yeah, day. yeah. They took the reins on that. Yeah, it was yeah. Like another level, man. They, and they kind of it was funny what they did because they they loved the positive, you know, they loved us and yeah. minor threat, but they also loved like Chromags and yeah, and the darker stuff. Right, so yeah. it's like they kind of took all of that and they made they made uh, they crossed it pretty well and yeah. and it it turned into its own little monster. You know, they uh, like they to their credit, but you know, I, I mean. It was kind of a short-lived thing because it, uh, Ray was converting, and yeah. there was like this, you know, things got different mm-hmm. really quickly. So it was a kind of a short-lived thing. I mean, now they they, they do tours and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It was a it was an interesting time because you know you you were watching kids just like it, you kind of from where I was, I understood kind of had an understanding for what Straight Edge was, yeah. which was not what. I think they were looking, and it was fine. They, yeah. Kids were gonna, kids are gonna always want to turn it into it whatever their they're own gonna do. Of it. Yeah, yeah, they totally. have to, and you have to let them. Yeah. Even if you think it's stupid, you got to just stand, yeah. stay in your lane, and let them do their <laughs> fucking thing, man. Yeah, it's hard sometimes because you feel like, and you know, in twenty years, you're just gonna laugh at all of this shit, you know. And and there was, you know, like I don't know, it was just, it was just a, <clears throat> it was an interesting, interesting time in hardcore. I thought, you know, yeah, but needed. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air for sure. And then the black lines on your eyes—that kind of just represented like the Reno scene. Like this is like I—I I, I made it up. I just wanted a, something to identify it at shows. I was like, I—I—it's I, really cool. It was for me. It was a personal thing. It was—I made it into a whole philosophy, which is like you know, society <laughs> keeps beating me down and black in my eye, and if one day I'll not have the black eyes because I fought back, or one day I, you know, like I, I turned it into black eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was a, it was a metaphorical thing. And I try to get cutesy with it. And then, and, and then I, you know, for me, it was like, 
Reno early on had a, a good rep for being. We were everybody knew that when Reno kids would come to shows in other cities, yeah. we were we were nice, but we were also really aggressive. Like yeah. there was a, like dan- on the dance floor, and I at the at the height of my I was into it. I was into the fucking you know the whole thing. I don't know yeah. why I hated it so much eventually, but I just I liked it. I liked the fact that it was just so fucking crazy and brutal and weird. Yeah. But but there was a time where you could tell when someone was punching you and just knocking into you, and, yeah. and that that was like when I. I identified that and it just kept happening i'm like this sucks but yeah so the, the black under the eyes was our, like our identifying mark it was like our way of being it was like our tribal you look, look in the crowd and see dudes from reno out there whatever well like that. Yeah, at some point you know i remember going to the la the second time and there were just kids all over with the black Damn. under their eyes there was a kid there was such a, a trend starter it was yeah right <laughs> we crazy. had I, I just thought of this recently we had two kids that came up to reno and stayed for like three days and they were just like part they were venice suicidal kids like they were kind of oh, young shit. kids but they were like they were kind of following the suicidal thing and one of the kids he was a black kid and he was like we want to st- he wrote me after they got back and he was like we want to start a skino hc chapter oh shit and i was like what do you mean and he's like well like a gang we want it to be like and i'm like there's not a gang man like we're not a gang you know Damn. and he's like no, i don't mean it you know it could be a positive thing i was like i don't know if a gang can be a positive <laughs> <laughs> you know i loved it i appreciated it he was he meant it out of love but it was like yeah. i was like you know it, that was a a tough time because LA was just so Gnarly. many of that. And I said, you could probably make a Skino HC gang and it will be scary. And I don't want it to ever be scary. So, so, so Skino was like between skins and Reno kind of, uh, it, I, yeah, well, no, it, it really, it didn't actually have much to do with Skino yeah. or skinheads until later, but the Skino yeah. thing was just a silly name. I, I, uh, the other one, one, part of the social status in, in that part of, you know, Tahoe and Reno is yeah. that everybody skis and it's a status thing. Yeah. So if you're a punk rocker, you couldn't afford a ski. You can't get lithium. So uh, the, I would say, I made a comic strip that just said ski. No. And that was the joke. Oh shit. That was the, that was the start of the joke. And then I just, <clears throat> I played with the, the S K E E N O and then Pusshead did the coolest thing. I had a, I had a, uh, it was just a seven second scope with Skino HC underneath this. And oh, it shit. Up. It was just a fucking poking, you know, stick and poke. poke. Yeah. And uh, uh, Pusshead went and drew this crazy illustration of a skinhead, like going like, ah, and with, the, yeah. with, with that tattoo on his arm. It was beautiful. And so we used that forever. We used that as a sticker and a t shirt. And that became the logo of the Skino HC. Yeah, that original logo, who drew that? That said, with the. I did that. That's awesome, man. But yeah. it was, it, yeah, it, it turned into, we initially, so the crazy thing was our first uh, little logo was just a, a scope, just a target yeah, something. Yeah. And the idea was, it came from a flyer and it just shows a little, a, a figure of a person and it says, you know, it was basically saying, that person is us. Like, got you. you know, somebody's scope, you know, I was very stupid. <laughs> and, but then I got a letter, it's crazy. So, as Seven Seconds was starting to kind of get a name after Skins, Brains, Guts came out, we used that. And I think early on it was just the scope. We didn't put the seven in there. And then a, a, a guy, a guy wrote me from England, and he said, "You know that that logo? That's a it's a National Front logo. Oh, it's like kind of a well known European thing for white Yikes. power." And I was like, "You're kidding me!" So we took it, we took it and put the seven in and put the X in there, and then we uh, it it made it all right. I thought you were going to say that. Public Enemy hit you up about their logo. Yeah, the same time. well, you know, I mean, it was uh, everything was good until Professor Griff came and said, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I just, uh, but, yeah." <laughs> but that, but that logo too. Um, well, shit. Well, look for looking back at everything you've done in your life now and here you are now. I mean, you've had a major effect on the world. Um, 
Do you feel good about everything you've done, even though it's over now? Like the career is over, yeah. seven seconds, and yeah, I do. I, I I don't after getting rid, you know, getting past the the sad stuff yeah. and the reality that it really and like people are still going. You know, you guys will get back together. Bands always get back together, and it's like bands get back together because they they're they can they're younger. Most bands, you know, band guys, you know, that are in their fifties. Yeah, I mean, if you if you break up and you get back together, you're like bionic or whatever. But yeah. it's, this is this is a legit reason. It's it, it's it's just health. And if again, I've said it all along. If if Troy and Steve say, hey, we feel great, let's do this. Yeah. I do it. I, yeah. It was never. We were never meant. We were never gonna break up publicly. We were never yeah. gonna make it. We just we just kept getting tour offers. Uh, yeah, you know, not. Like that's a bad thing, but and and I I'm the one that kind of deals with I I answer the phone calls and the emails and I yeah. just I it was it was blocking me and it was like weighing on me because I hate telling Margie our booking agent no we can't do it no yeah, sorry we can't do it she's working to get us tours and yeah. then we can't do it so I just said you know maybe that's a sign if we can't keep if we keep not, can't doing it let's yeah. just we're not you know and then it just all came to to light Troy was like well here's what's going on and Steve yeah. said well here's what's going on and then it got deep and then I was like this isn't even about anything except just the health of my brothers and yeah and and people that i love too much to like you know well suck it up let's see we can do it we've done it before and mm-hmm. we have we, we've through injury sickness you know breakups yeah we, we do always like up oh, let's go on the road you know yeah can't do it anymore we're, we're we're you know we're just we're humans so yeah i feel great and and I'm not. I don't regret anything. I uh, well. I wish we could have ended. I, I wouldn't I was have ask mind. You yeah, I wish we could have played in Reno one last time. Yeah, and played a hometown show. Our last Sacramento show was okay. It just was on an off night. And yeah, I would have. I wouldn't mind. I, I would would have loved to have gone to New York. I would have loved to come down here because totally. all the places that gave us love, Chicago, yeah, like Philly, like the places that always were right from the very right, and then like Berlin. You know, then yeah. then it gets crazy. And like, <laughs> we're on a fucking year long tour. Exactly. But, but you, you know, there's that part that would be like, it would be nice to go out in that way. Yeah. I, I don't want crying and I don't want to be like, see you guys. We love you. I just want to, I want to one last time play and say, thank you. We love yeah. you. And, and totally. I hope, I hope you guys understand what, why we did this and why we're, we, we're, we'd still be doing it. And yeah. And if there's any misunderstandings, listen to Toby's podcast. It'll, it'll explain exactly. it all. <laughs> and I was going to ask you if you're optimist or pessimist, but I can, I can pretty much tell you're optimist. Well, more than anything. You're like else. a realist. Realist, yeah. That's a moon calls herself. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 I was, I, I try and and not be. I, I, I want to be an optimist, so I work towards optimism. But I know that you can't always do that. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, my life sucks right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I try to talk about social media. If I'm having a bad day, I write something about it. Like, oh, I thought you were supposed to be PMA. Yep. Yeah, I'm a fucking That's your human life being. now. That's I your know. life. It's like, it's like, I'm a fucking human being. Or like I posted a picture of some shoes that my son got and they have a Coca-Cola. They're like a Coca-Cola pair of Nikes. Oh, you're vegan. Why, support. Why, why support Coca- <laughs> supporting Coca-Cola? I'm like, yo, these are my fucking son's shoes. They're his gift. I've like seen it. I've win. seen it with the Nike shit. I I I know, man. And and like, you I, can't. You can't. I'm not trying to be preaching. I'm just being passionate about the things that I love on my own page. I know. And and that the the, the, hard, sad, the, the sad thing is that not everybody. Because you know how sensitive I am too. I know. We, we talked about it earlier about my band was doing on the you know my band's prime like how I was going to handle like getting shit and I didn't handle it good when we got called sellouts on the yeah. MCA record it shit tore me tore me apart because I knew I was the same person yeah. just on a different label and I was the same straight edge vegetarian vegan kid whatever and the same passions and 
But it just didn't matter because I just let the littlest things get to me. But when you're on social media, it's so hard. Like It's awful. Because I'm not a perfect person. I say that no. every day. I'm just trying to do my best. Yep. And I promote the things that I love and I'm passionate about. It's just it's, it's, it's hard, it, 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 You know, the way I look at it is like, and it took me a long time to get around that, but the way I look at it is like, it, it all comes from ultimately what the shit that you get f- that gets flipped to you it comes from a loving play. Like they just they they want to believe in something and believe that you you are a guy that has been willing to go out on a limb and say this is wrong, this is right, this is good, this is bad. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that just they want someone to s- kind of say it for them, you know. Because yeah. I'm growing up, I wasn't a guy that had a, much of a voice, you know. Punk, I I always say punk rock helped me get that voice. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of I had a lot of fear in my life. A lot of if I was I was a scared kid because I just saw stupid shit and bad shit. Yeah. And so I I didn't know that I had two legs to stand on. And yeah. you're, you 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 took you do it. And you also go out and do something that's really brave, which is go speak in front of children. Yeah. That's that's insanely brave. And Thank you. so people, you know, I mean, you're doing. And I just say this: after you guys got called, when you guys signed to a major label and got called sellouts, what did you do? You, you, you things kind of were quiet for a while, and then you came out with a fucking amazing album. Thank and, you, man. You know what I mean? Like, y- 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 you. if you come out and just say fuck you. You know, if you don't like this, I don't care. And it's not a negative thing. It's yeah. just like, like you said, you're a human being. And, and I like when, when, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It makes you more interesting. It may, like if you were, if, if you could be, <laughs> it's one of the, my biggest beefs with like a Bono character is that I want, I know he's a human being. I know he's a, just a, you know, he gets up and is like, fuck. Take, take you know? shit like us. Right. But, but, but I, but I feel like sometimes like personalities like that, they, they're so worried that their fucking image is going to get tarnished. And it's like, I never worry about that. I don't, yeah. I don't know what image I have. And second of all, if you have an image of me, you're probably, unless you know me, yeah. then you have a right to, you know, go, <laughs> dude, you're being out of line here. You are yeah. a sellout now. Like, but if you know me, you know that my I'm I'm coming from a good place, and I'm always trying harder. Me to too. Come from I'm a good not place. perfect, and like I try to be positive. I have shitty days. I, you know, like it's yeah. But just but but I try to push. You that could, I mean, you couldn't even, you could barely get a seat at fucking cross crosswoods today. Nah. I mean, that's. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. But I also feel like you put good shit on the atmosphere. It comes back tenfold. You know, you surround yourself with negative people that drag you down. Uh, you know, it's. So who you surround with? You know what I mean. I know. Like, and I, 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 luckily enough, that happened to me at a really early young age. Yeah, it did. So I, I got to uh, fucking set up for a second and sober up. Like yeah. my, whatever little fame was getting yeah. in my head, I'm like, nope, I can't. I'm, I know, I know, I want this so bad because for for once, I'm being, a, I'm being, uh, I'm, I'm, I've gotten approval from people. I, for once, I'm being looked up at, and and, and that's something I probably wanted all my life when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I wasn't. Good at sports, I wasn't yeah. like a, I wasn't a tough kid, I wasn't anything, yeah. you know. So it, it, like, to have like people pay attention and listen is mind blowing, you know. And and I, I don't know what it was in me. I, I can't even say it's smart. I just, I something I got, I, I, I knew that I wanted a long lasting thing. Yeah. And I, and I was afraid that if I, if I, uh, just you know. Stuck to like I. I remember early on or answering question about straight edge, and I would answer. It was all just like you could have. It was the same answers we've all you know said. And then I just got sick of it, and I said, oh, "We're not a straight edge band," you yeah. know. Like I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I just. I can't do this anymore. But you really weren't anyway. It, it, it would never yeah. work. We never were. Yeah. There were. I mean, there have been t- moments where everybody in the band is sober and doesn't smoke cigarettes or whatever. But I, I can't. It's like. You know how it is. Like you, 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 the the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. And the only time I've ever had an issue, and it's been 
very rare is when that interfered with something, like somebody yeah. didn't show up for practice or whatever. Yeah. That's the only time I'm going to ever say anything. And that's always been our agreement. Like, look, just let's just respect each other. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want me to push my, whatever it is I have on I you. Don't, don't do this, you know. But it's hard when, like, you're on a social media platform and it's your personal profile and you're trying to post things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Like, your family, like, the things you're... That's just promoting stuff that you love and believe in. Yeah. And then... But people are following you, so it's not really personal. It's it's in the public. Yeah. And so and that's, you're you're, and, you're a pub, you're a public figure, and 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 you, you know you're doomed. You're fucked if you do. Fuck if you don't. That's the whole thing. Because if you didn't say anything, what a fucking stuck up snob, man. He's so fucking you know inaccessible and da da da. You, you can't I win. I my messages all day long. You can't. Long, I know. Yeah. You, you dude, you were you were more in terms of social media. You were like a fucking monster. You're always on it, and you're always communicating, and it's like. I, you know, like most people do appreciate it. You can tell yeah. the people, most of the people that follow you just appreciate it. You're checking in and, and, and Trying. you just got to remind yourself that that's the sad part. I, it's like the joke. I always, it's not a joke, but the story I tell where you're playing in a fucking packed crowd, a packed house and everyone's going, yeah, I singing with you. And then you just look over and you see a guy go, <laughs> One fucking guy. He looks at his ruins watch everything. or he's yawning. I, I, I can't not look at that it's, motherfucker. It I keep I, I wait for his next yawn and I'm like, yep. he ruined everything. Every, I can't even. One person out of the crowd. <laughs> Moon says that to me too, like one negative comment. And I'll dwell upon it all day. She's like, uh, motherfucker, who cares? It's one person in a private account. Allison is the same way. She, she'll let, she'll, she'll, she'll get people. That's our to, sensitive side. I know. It's everybody's got it. I mean, we're just in this, this weird thing where we're, you know, we're, we're it's elevated because we're, you know, we're in bands and we put a CD. I'm not, I, mean, I feel like I'm not built for it a lot of times. Really, yeah, not. but you've proven that you are, and and you you've got a track record. Like <laughs> regardless of what you do, everything you do, like even this, like you're built to do this kind of stuff. You're built to be like somebody that speaks and and communicates and mm. shares, you know. And, and and you like, you know, you you, you kind of build your own community with that stuff, yeah. which is important in a way. It's not like ooh, it's, it's, you know, but you're I'm Jim super, Jones, and this is a no, you know, I know. you're not trying to poison their minds and go, you should all love Nike or you should. All of this, you're not, and nobody thinks you are. <laughs> That's I, I just feel like I'm, I'm su- a little insecure and a little oversensitive for social media. Sometimes it's such a great platform yeah. to promote positive things and and sell your brand or move your shit or show family pictures, just share your life with I people. Know. I'm open book, you're and dead. sometimes it's fucking so negative and yeah. like this downward spiral of like. Well, and and that's what I when I start to get like that, like I, I was I, I I'm I'm in I'm taking this art class at community college. That's awesome though. Thank you, and and it's just fun. I, I, so something I wanted to do. So I, you know, I I've always shared stuff. Like if I'm drawing, I'll share it. If I'm doing yeah. working on a song, I share it. I've always done that. So I was showing sketches because I've never done uh, where I'm sitting in a yeah. room with a bunch of people with a model and drawing that That's person. It. It's a it's a whole different thing. Naked I'm, model, naked, wow. clothed, everything. So the thing is, is that you, I'm used to just I just draw what I fucking want. Yeah. This is making you kind of think about drawing just this thing. Yeah, and capturing. The value, the yeah. uh, shadows. So I'm like, yeah, check it. This is what I'm doing. I'm sharing this with you because you're my friends. You're yeah. my fit man. And there's always going to be the I, critics, man. I, oh, yeah. Um, you know what you could try to do is uh, do you use a pencil, number five pencil? I know. And, and, and so, like, it's gotten to the point now I don't do it anymore. I, I won't share it. I'm, I said, you know what? <laughs> you're, 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 fuck you guys. I, I you know, you, you tell me I, you want me to share more of my life and then I do. And then I, I and I was like, what do you think I'm paying the school to fucking do? Exactly. Instruct me, not you. Exactly. Like I, I, you might have a degree. My wife has an art degree. Yeah. My wife teaches art. She did. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna, if I need instruction, I can get it at home. 
Like, you know, yeah, and she wouldn't true. even do that. She wouldn't even go, honey, you know, you didn't, you know, like I'm learning. That's the whole point. And, and maybe the, the point here is that, A, I'm 58. It's kind of ridiculous that I'm going to fucking City College, but yet it's not. It means that you're that's uh, always the thing that I never too old to learn, man. Well, and and even on stage, like one of my things in the last few years has been like, you know, if you think we fucking rock tonight, just keep this in mind. We're all in our 50s. Like, you're in your 20s and 30s. Like, you got no excuse and you got a world ahead of you. So just kick our, you know, like if you think this was good tonight and you think we sounded great. Let it be a thing. Like you never, you're never too old. You're never too you know? old. You know, like and 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 and. That, I hate I, to say it, but go ahead. Well, I mean, until we die. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. And and, and I, I, you know, I'm not. It's not about like anything other than just like, just. I mean, you don't want to always have that hovering over your mind that yeah. like, oh, life is short. But it is. It's a we super short about time. Today, it really is, man. Yeah, and 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 it's like well, before you know it. Think of how. I mean, just think of the time. Think of the time before you had Max. Like yeah. there was a time you can remember vividly. Like we didn't have a kid. Now you have a kid. Yeah. Like you, you do this thing. You go back in your brain. Like that wasn't that long ago. You know, know. Like man. it's crazy. It. The whole thing is just my. And as you get older, man, it just. You know, I don't obsess over it, but you just notice it. It's you got. You cannot. You know. Especially when you're fifty. Like in your fifties or something. Well, and soon. and your friends are passing away yeah. like you get f- friends that you think are like going to be around forever it's like i didn't know that was going to happen i didn't you know yeah it's it, you know life just gets a little more real but it you have to still have fun with it and just keep going keep and i've always admired that about you guys to keep going and always doing new stuff and you've always been doing art and do the solo shit traveling and always non-stop me music and being creative because when you stop Try. being creative is when you're not happy that's right. we're lucky to be able to be creative still and i think so yeah, that's the my. I say people ask me what like I've been asked. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is that I just will wake up one day and I won't want to create something. Yeah. Create. I I I I think I could deal with being blind or deaf. Wow. Or even like I couldn't use my legs. Yeah. I, it would be tough. I know it. But man, if I woke up and I just didn't have this thing to like. I love wacky creative projects. I love yeah. knowing that I got one waiting for me the next day or like awesome. I'm brewing something. If without that, I don't know that I'm who I am. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. it's, that scares me. That's the only thing that scares me. That's the only thing that I fear is that I just will like get, people talk about having writer's block and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want it to ever happen. I just, I hope and I'm not religious, but I pray that it doesn't, you know, because that's a big thing for me. Yeah, big man. Well, have you expressed it over many, many years through, through all different, um, Different albums and all that stuff. So you got a lot of. You I got tried. Of, you still got more in you too, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. How many songs do you think you've written? I don't know. I mean, Hundreds. in the last fuck, in the last four years, I wrote. I wrote two hundred. I, I I was gone this thing. I was trying to write four hundred songs in two thousand seventeen, and then I got. I started the song club thing where I was writing ten songs a month. Damn. So so, and this year alone, I've got a new thing called songs for years, which is I'm trying to write a song. For every year that I've been alive, so this year I have to write fifty-eight songs. Holy and shit! And I've already written twenty. I just did twenty-six as of yesterday. So that's because I, 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 you know, I'm the, I'm the Holy oldest in. The, it's a group of it's a collective okay. of people doing it. And we have like a thirty-one-year-old. We have like a twenty. You Damn. know, so I'm the one that's got to. Re- I got to fucking write and record and share fifty-eight songs by the end of the year if I want to hit my goal. That's amazing, so man. I, there's just hundreds. I mean, and there's stuff I've got uh, hard dis- drives. I've got unfinished seven-second songs that 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 I just never. I got to a point and then I'm like, eh, I don't like it enough for seven seconds, you know? But it's, Damn. I just, that's the one thing that I, I get so much joy out of is just recording, especially once I learned how to record myself yeah. and I, I, I got a little studio that I feel good in. 
it's fun and it, I'll never feel bummed about. After I'm done, I feel like I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I'm glad instead of going out and sitting and having coffee or just typing on my computer, I did that. You know, it's like working out a little bit. It's for like me. a daily ritual, kind of making music. Just I try. I always try yeah. to. My thing is, I always have a. There's a guitar in every room in our house, and that way it's, it's awesome. like I won't have a. a I, I do it mostly for Allison because she loves playing, but she doesn't play enough, and then yeah. she she bums out. And I'm like, well, look, if there's a guitar in the corner and you see it. It's next to the TV. Yeah. So you might go, instead of turning, we don't watch TV much, but yeah. instead of turning the TV on or looking at your laptop, just grab the guitar and play for 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. And it's a thing that I've done. I've done that for a long time, and it, it it's my own little exercise that just I love doing. It awesome. just, it'll make, I usually will come up with a melody that I'm like, fuck, if I wanted to, I could turn that into a song. But sometimes <laughs> it's, you know, also I don't have time, so I'm like, fuck, you know, I, got, I can't do that right now. It's not going to, So know. it always flows. All this always. Flowing, that's always. why my phone, is, I've got more recorded bits of uh, potential songs awesome. than I have text messages or anything. I'm, like, I'm always like, all right, it's today's May, blah, blah, blah. This is, it starts in the key of E, you know, whatever. And then I just do it. And, Are and you singing melodies in your phone too? Yeah. Like awesome. if I don't have lyrics, I'll just go, you know, harmonies. and that's, that's what I use. And it's, it's, it works. It just works for me. And, and I've had friends that have asked me and I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you advice, but if I were, I'd say, here's what I do. And maybe yeah. it'll work. Maybe it won't. I mean, I know friends that are really gifted songwriters that can't write more than like two songs a year, yeah. you know? So it's a tough thing, you know? And I'm like, you ever thought about ghostwriting for people, writing songs for people? I, Kind of do actually. Okay. I not not like I'm not for like, or I'm doing it. I'm I, I can't talk about because I I had yeah. to sign a non disclosure. But I'm I'm creating music for awesome a thing. Cool. And there it's it's enable. You know, I'm it's making. I'm able to make a living doing it. And it's wow. I've been doing it for a year now. And and That's it's awesome. It's just it's one of the. I I used to joke and say I was born in the wrong decade. Like if I I would have been one of those guys like in the bro building days when they would they'd have songwriters that would just write songs. Totally. For artists like Neil Diamond, that's how he started. Yeah, or Carol yeah, yeah. King, they wrote songs for these other artists. People are like, God, that's just like slavery. I'm like, Are you kidding? If you had gave me a room and like instruments and uh, feed awesome. me and you pay me, I, I know it sounds horish, but I I love doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like if I got to write a song and you loved it yeah. and enough to want to sing it, I'd be like, Fuck, all right, yeah. take it. You know, like that's awesome. So I, I you know I joked around until something similar kind of happened and that's and amazing. It it's it's helped me. It's kept me from having to really seriously go back out on the road, which I'm not against doing. I just it's just a tougher life now, yeah. you know, alone especially. Yeah. yeah. So and and I could do it, and That's and I awesome I can make that. money doing that. But it's just I get to stay home. I get to create in our house. My 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 wife gets to sing on the stuff that I do. If if That's you know, awesome, yeah. Man. And it's it's just been fun, and it's a it's a weird job, but you know I love it. I like it's the best job I could have, you know. So so I hear you like do like a jingle for a commercial. It's Never not even know. that. Yeah. yeah, it's just they're trying to create a, a, a vault of song. Cool. Like f- you know, they're not using just music. They're I'm creating. A, they're, they have a slew of artists that just make these music. It's it's so that people can. If they if they're looking for music royalty free music for like mm. video projects and Smart. stuff, and and they pay us well and and it's, it's without have to get publishing friendly to use a song. You guys yeah, could, yeah. That's like cool. if you if you see you hear the song and you're Smart. thinking about making a something you want it for, I, I, it's just a it. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's it's commercial. It's art, yeah, art yeah. and commerce. It, you, you can't get around that. Everything yeah. we do is you know we make totally. a record. We're trying to sell it. We're trying yeah. to sell merchandise. And I I got past that a long time ago. Like I was always like feeling guilty for the longest time. Like, 
should I take money for a gig? Should I make money? You know, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm working my ass off here. Mm. Like, I can't get a job because I'm out here doing this. Exactly. Like, you know, it, the difference is me being out on touring or me working at a casino in fucking Reno. It's like, yeah. I, I'd rather be out touring or I'd rather be making music or making art and selling my art, yeah. you know? And I don't feel like a whore. I don't feel like it's... You know, that was one of the arguments I had with Tim Yohannan is, is just, he said, no, you keep you, keeping a job keeps you, I, not, I'm just paraphrasing, but yeah. keeping a job keeps you honest. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because none of the jobs I've had in the last 10 years, I, they're not jobs I love doing. No, I they're it. jobs I take because I have to pay rent. Exactly. There's well, a that's difference. Really yeah. That's honesty. Yeah, doing what I'd rather do will, is yeah. just go out and tour enough to where I'm not asking people to spend 40 bucks to see my band. Exactly. You know, we're, it, we're still fair. Our guarantees mm-hmm. are still more than fair. Shit. Yeah. And beyond fair, to be honest. And, and, and it's like, and we prove that because every time we get offered to go to a festival, it's like, you're offering us that we we like we we wouldn't even ask that money, you know. Yeah. Like, so it, I mean, the thing is, is there's a way to do it without being an asshole, you yeah. know. And, and and some people just go, I don't mind being an asshole. I want more money and salute, you know. Like if yeah. that's what you want to do, that's yeah. your thing. It's not my thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking. That's not how I'm gonna do it. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, I think we covered everything, man. I think, we I covered, think so. Your, covered your whole fucking. This is your life, Kevin. Seconds. <laughs> From the beginning till I, now. If I think of something that we talked about on the phone, I'll call you and go, okay, we, I'll come back down and we got to... No, um, this, this has been good. I'm not going to ask where the name came from. People can Google that. Yeah. But I want to thank you from my bottom of my heart for um, being a big influence to my band, H2O. I can honestly say that you're one of the biggest influence of H2O. Thank Every you, single bro. person in my band, personally, me personally as a kid, me personally growing up with no father, all the records you made, all the lyrics you wrote, whether <laughs> you want to believe it or not, they touched me in a positive way. Um, not in a sexual way. Thank you. And um, I love you. And I'm honored to call what's you. What's wrong friend. with What's wrong with us? <laughs> Are we ugly? But I um, you know thank I mean. you, brother. I and the, appreciate and the that. world appreciates you and everything you've done, whether you think so or not. Thank you know you. what I mean? And, thank um, you. No, I, I thank you, and and you're 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 awesome. I I'm inspired by your your energy and your passion and your and your positivity. Like I I get annoyed sometimes. I get annoyed by. I, I know people and I watch people that are just the positive thing has become a fucking name brand and I it, I it it's like I know uh, uh, you know we wrote a song, I love, I, love I love that song and people go oh no it's cool you're you know you're saying PMA I'm like, no I'm not saying it because I'm trying to say hey PMA I do believe that but I think that it's become this like catchphrase that yeah. I think I worry that it's gotten so watered down that we won't care about the real meaning of it and we yeah. won't live we won't try to live that life and I th- I really do believe you do and I and and, and, and you. It, you know I I. I know that you are an emotional person and you, you probably feel like you get, you know, kicked out, but you know, you know, you have people that just love the fucking shit out of what you do and believe in it. And it's good, man. And you, we Thank need, you, we need your voice and I'm happy to do this. I'm glad you're doing this. You're perfect for this stuff. Thank Podcast you. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. You're great. You're, you, you're, you're natural. This is a great conversation. This is three hours and 57 minutes. <laughs> I mean, we beat much, the last one, man. But it's amazing, though. He came, and he came to LA today for like, I had you kidnapped for nine hours. So thank you for your thank time. Thank you. Amen. You're going to find two hours. Holy shit. Oh, shit. All right. Well, you know LA better than I do. So you know what, um, and when to get me there. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you, Kevin, so much. Yeah, I, I love you, brother. It. Thank you. I love you, too. This was awesome. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.